D-Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. This month, your D-Commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. And we are here today to celebrate a truly momentous occasion. Truly momentous. Truly momentous. We've been doing so this... So momentous, Luke can't even say I it. did mess up the word momentous, Emma. Thank you for calling attention to it. We have been doing this now for five years. I think that means we've got some skin in the game at this point. But this month, our skin has spots because we are reviewing the Disney Channel classic... The Cheetah Girls. The Cheetah Girls. I will admit, I don't know. Growl power, baby. Growl power. It's delicious, Emma. Just want to remind everyone to the uh, audience at home, um, Luke is a man and he has no opinions on this movie. And if he does, they are all wrong. So when I say that I thought this was a really good movie, it's a wrong opinion. You are allowed that opinion. Okay, great. Um, I will decide what opinions are allowed and which ones are null and void. uh, No, so yeah, we're watching Cheetah Girls, a film that I believe is close to both me and Emma's hearts very much although i will say definitely almost assuredly a little bit closer to emma's heart very as we discussed on i think some of our earlier episodes emma was in a full-on cheetah girls cover band in a sense it was a tribute band (laughs) i would say it was a tribute band keep in mind i just want for background before we dive into this flick um i don't think we have any disney channel news because i'm in it already i'm actually backing out we do have one bit of disney channel news i normally don't like doing it during anniversary episodes but we did screw this up really bad is that there was a whole ass new disney channel original movie that came out Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's called Upside Down Magic, and Disney Channel didn't tweet about it, like, at all, so how was I supposed to know? That sounds like it's going to be a pile of rat, wet garbage. And I know, actually, it from no, us. it looks kind of interesting, but I just, I don't know why. You know, like, how they, when no people promotion. release things quietly? Yeah, like I know. But like a silent fart, they don't want it to get out? The summaries I read seemed fine, but shout out to at Go on Twitter for uh, letting me know that I had missed that a whole ass new movie came out. But, yeah, that happened. Watch it. Maybe it's good, but we'll watch it eventually. I'll be the but judge of that. None of that matters. We need to talk about the Cheetah Girls. For background, I was obsessed with the Cheetah Girls as a child. and Almost to an unhealthy degree. I was obsessed and went through a big Cheetah Girls phase. And by that, I mean, I read many of the books that Mm -hmm. this movie and these characters are based on. It's like a very extensive book series. I think I looked, I googled on the wiki that there are 16 books. I probably read around... There's 16 I probably read around like eight of those. It's about half. About half. I've then probably aged out of it, but I was very mm. into it. Me and my best friend Ashley, we got a lot of cheetah clothes for, that we stole from our mom's closets, and we would record mm-hmm. as a Cheetah Girls tribute band onto cassette tapes, and then also perform yes. for our families and our brothers. But yeah, who mostly actively us. asked us not to. Yes, um, I mean, because, including because, during because the Super Bowl halftime show. Instead of them watching the actual <laughs> Super Bowl halftime show, we made them watch our Cheetah oh, Girls tribute God, band. Yeah. We used to write songs in our notebook. We we thought we are Galleria Garibaldi and Chuchi, I don't know her last name, Adrian Balon. Don't like, don't ask me. But yeah, this is the thing about our friend Ashley, who was on our Lizzie McGuire episode, is that she had two younger brothers who I was close friends, so we'd all get together and be excited to hang out. Then Emma and Ashley would always drag us into whatever bullshit they were into that Gotta month. get those ducats, baby. <laughs> Buckets and ducats. Buckets and ducats. We're going to make it big with our cassette tape music Oh, career. God. Okay. Yes. So, but by Emma saying she went through a Cheetah Girls phase, I'm going to try to say is ancillarily, I also kind of went through a Cheetah Girls phase and that I was 
required to have a front row seat to hers. I do want to just for our younger listeners, I know there is some younger people here. I was alive at a time when CDs existed. It wasn't like cassette tapes were our only form. Mm-hmm. Our parents just didn't believe in us so much. They didn't want to waste CDs on us. They gave us a <laughs> shitty cassette tape and said, I guess if you must. If and you then must. We I'm putting the least amount of risk yeah. into this venture. Exactly. No monetary risk was taken. CDs were a precious currency back then. Yeah. Um... So let's get into it. Yeah, and well, I was going to say, I feel like I've asked you this before and we never really follow through on it, but would you like to cover, like, handle the going over the plot? Yeah, I think I you're mean, gonna, I think you're going to cover it better than I would. I watched it and I was like, I didn't need to rewatch this yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I knew like, every I beat think, of it. I just think you'll cover it better. So Emma, why don't you set the scene? So I set the scene in... New York. New is York. Is this shot thing. in real New York? It looks. I think it is. I think maybe, parts of it. I don't know. It's hard. Toronto, at least. It's it's not a set. It's a city. They are somewhere on location. I mean, especially I th- during I think that the scene, climax had to be on set. Especially at the scene with the the in front of the storefront with them. That that was a real street. Storefronts. Where they're dancing. I'm glad I'm uh, going over the plot, folks, because yeah, Luke yeah, does yeah, not yeah, remember wait, 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 wait. There's, I'm just saying, there's scenes that they're walking down streets that are very real city streets. And they, they could be New York, or they could be Toronto, or they could be... Barcelona. Gotham, no, no, wait, that's the second one. But they are not a set, like, no. where there's cars coming. And if it is, they did a great job of hiding okay. it. So, we open on a children's birthday party at a very mm. beautiful venue, um, and the Cheetah Girls are performing. And I, my first note was that I saw the Cheetah Girls, who are... They're performing the... Together we can shoot the moon, stop the rain, even ride a hurricane. I'm which a, I wrote I'm down a... is a low-tier song of theirs. Like, that's not even, like, a single. And it's a fucking it's smash. A great, it's a great song. It's an It's smash. a great song. Also, audience, I will promise you I will try and limit the amount Emma sings um, in this episode. You have no idea how I can fly. <laughs> Absolutely none. Um, but I did look at all of them. So we have Garavia, Galleria nope. Garibaldi, which I'm going to mess up multiple times. Or it's Raven Simone. Raven. So Raven is Garibaldi. Gabriella Garibaldi, the leader. Galleria. I said Galleria. No, you said Gabriella. <laughs> I can't do it. I like Galleria the mall. Is the name. That's why she's named after the mall. They yeah. said that in the books. Okay. Um, then Was she conceived is, in the mall? Um, probably. Those parents were <laughs> fucking everywhere. Those parents, we'll get to it later. Continue. But then there is Adrian Bayon, who is I don't Chanel. I feel like not saying that <laughs> right. That's her actual. You don't pronounce the L. Bayon. There's no way you pronounce the I L. I don't know any better, so I'm just glad you continue uh, to go. Adrian Bailon is how I said it when I was 12, but I feel like that's not correct. No. Um, but she is Chanel. What is her last name? I don't uh, know Chanel. They call her Chuchi. Um, Chuchi Frida in the book. She had like a bunch of really cute nicknames. Um, what did they call her in Simone again? Bubbles. Bubbles. Not not a play on anything there. Um, but that's um, Adrian Bailon. And then um, there's Keely Williams is Aqua, mm-hmm. which is short for Aquanet, which like the hairspray. These names it's guys, a hairspray. It they a hairspray. are amazing. Um, and I just had the note worried about Keely Williams. Um, she recently did to make waves on social media for being like, please watch Cheetah Girls on Disney Plus. Need those checks. Like, <laughs> sense of humor about it. Yeah, but she I mean, needs those checks. So yeah, give her the checks. Like, I get it. Also. Just up top, I'm going to say this about Keely. She is the one who gets the biggest shafting in this movie. Yeah, she gets no plot. She gets, like, nothing about her is important, and it's really a shit. But she's great. She's, she's great. Everyone, all Keep of these in guys. mind, these guys are all 
acting on a tier that is above anything I've seen in the past year for this podcast. Uh, <laughs> not like real movies, but um, then... I don't know. Where is their Oscar, Emma? Are you saying I, they don't yeah, deserve an Oscar? Yeah, where is their Oscar? I would... That scene that Adrian does, that Chanel does with her mom, that was Oscar worthy. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, then we have Sabrina Bryan, who is playing Dorinda mm-hmm. Doe, um, who deer. is the dancer of the group. Um, and they're all performing at this children's birthday party. And oh no... There's some kinks. Do they also ever say what child this party is for? Like, no, I don't know. I think they were hired. Because Chanel has a little brother, and it's not performing for his birthday party. I wasn't paying attention enough to the kids in the audience to see if he was in the audience, so I do not know. I just want to know how they got this gig. Like, it's a weird gig. But yeah, at Tim's point, they're doing this song and dance, and then they just, I think Dorinda maybe slips or something, and it sets off a whole... And, or no, no, no. Aqua's cowgirl boot, because she's always wearing cowgirl boots. Because she's from stuck Texas. In, a, in like a floorboard situation on a deck. She's then mm, stuck, so it. then she's in the way, so then Dorinda does an aerial, and she runs into them, and that's a, like a four cheetah pileup in the middle of their performance. So things don't go that well but then oh wait also quick note something that is brought up in this scene after they're done singing where they talk about that they're the first freshman high school i want you to point out that all of the women we just listed are supposed to be 13 to 14 year olds are they supposed to be if you're a freshman in high school you're a 13 or 14 14 or 15 depends on when your birthday is so it's feasible they're 13 but it's more likely they're 14 15 i'll give you that anyway so they end their performance and they all go over to chat and talk about the... They're kind of down on themselves, but also, like... Because they, they were getting laughed at. Because they are getting laughed at by children. Yes. But also, like, just to call out during that performance, like, they... This group has choreo. Like, they are oh, not just yes. standing up there. They are doing all of the dancing. And for background, I did this research. Two of them, Adrian and Keely Williams, were part of a girl group called 3LW, which stands for Three Little Women. So they were, like, real girl group singers, dancers. That was mm-hmm. a whole thing. They had a bunch of songs. Triple Threat. Triple Threat. And then Sabrina, who plays Jorinda, was a, she was a dancer. This thing was, like, her first name. But she's, like, a really, actually, like, legitimately good dancer. Raven is, like, the person that they, like, tossed in there for the star power. But guys... She's dancing. She's keeping up with these moves. She does good. She does great. She's got it. Mm-hmm. And then I literally like kept remembering things as this conversation was going on. As I said, like continually more deranged things to each other mm-hmm. in this conversation. I remember Aqua's like one personality trait. She's from Texas, and she does say something as "I take a whacking and I keep on smacking." Yeah, she's. I'm sure she. Yeah, like this is probably the most. The biggest, like, weird takeaway about watching this movie as an adult is some of the things they just have these girls say. It's like there where they were all trying to make catchphrases, but they never repeated yeah, the like, same crazy catchphrase Yeah, like, you can just imagine everyone again. on a t-shirt. Yes. We'll get to my favorite slash the worst one later when Raven Simone's talking to her parents. Um, but no, so... You kind of are seeing in this moment that Galleria Raven is like the leader of the group. She's like, hey, you hit that high C, Chanel. Yeah. And look She's at Aqua. You, you up. kept on going and she was like, I take a smacking and I take a whacking and I keep on smacking. But I said, I'm buying whatever Raven's selling. She inspired me to ke- take yeah, a whacking the, and keep on smacking. I would say smacking. all of the girls, you can just tell they have chemistry with each other right off of the bat. And like, then they were also like, 
worried about the talent show that's coming up at their Manhattan Magnet High School. Cause like that performance didn't go well. Like maybe we're not ready for the talent show. We're just freshmen. And I said to Luke, they go to a performing arts, arts high school and Luke doubted me the entire movie, but it is a performing arts. It can't arts. be a performing. Luke is very upset we'll about get to I'll get to the line that makes it insane that it, like it would make, cause they say that they want to do this talent show and it's like the gateway to fame and startup and success and all this stuff. And I was like, and Luke was like, what? Like, yeah. he's like, why are all these people winning this talent show and becoming real life famous? And I was like, it's a performing arts. It's arts high school. And I said, okay, that makes sense. Until then the movie slapped me in the face yes. and was like, no, it can't be. But we'll get there in a minute. Also, so I'm buying whatever Raven's selling at this point. She's building them all up, saying, we got this, we got the talent show. Mm-hmm. And also, like, Adrienne Phelan's amazing. She goes, I'm not trying to get crunched like corn chips. I was like, that is an insane line. And she delivered it great. Yeah, I that's, believed that's, it. That's what I'm saying. They have such great chemistry and timing with each other. Raven Adrian and Raven for not mm-hmm. being, like, I thought, like, Keely and Adrian one because they came with three other they have incredible chemistry. The scenes with them are mm-hmm. so good. Absolutely. I believe they are best friends their entire lives. It is adorable. Raven, I guess, is ostensibly the main character. I think it's either her or Adrian. They have, like, kind of equal screen time, but more, I think, goes towards Raven and her character and development. And I'm so glad they finally let Raven Simone lead a Disney Channel original movie instead of being the best uh, friends because she's just killing it 24 seven. So I don't even know what happens next. I'm not they, gonna be good at this guy. Yeah, you, this, this is what happened when we did get a clue and you're like, yes, I absolutely wanna cover all the details is that you just like, you're, I you're, can't. You, you can't get there. So they all walk home and we set up, as we said, Keely Williams gets snubbed. We set up her arc, which is she doesn't like to take the subway. She's scared of the subway. She's scared of the subway. she's from Texas, y'all. Yeah, and well, she's also really smart. She has like a pre-algebra class she's got to get to, but we won't hear about any of that. You that think- I remember that from the books because you you blink and you miss that line. She's mm-hmm. like, I got my college at NYU or whatever, my algebra. And then there's a throwaway line where Chanel goes, Brainiac or mm-hmm. Einsteinette calls her something like that. It and I was like, she's been, like freaky smart. And it would have been really easy to give her a plot line about how her grades were suffering from being Chia Girl and, and like having to choose and balance that in her life. Also, but, it's crazy that she's that smart instead of performing arts high school. Yes, but okay. But the hump she has to get over is riding the subway, as we'll see later. Dorinda's got to go because she has a dance class that she has to take Chanel and Gabriella go up to a, mu- a music store and they see the hot new release from some artist whose name I, I will never remember. And then they just start dancing. They break front- out a full now choreo. Now I remember what you were talking about. This is what I was yes. talking about. And they break out in a full choreographed dance and like onlookers come around and just start clapping. And Because it's good, Luke. It's they good. They do great. It is good. But here's the thing, everybody, is that this is where I realized that this film takes place in a strange alternate reality where when you start performing, everyone is just enraptured. You don't need an amplification system of any no. any kind. Just once you decide to start breaking it down, everyone around you is like, oh, let's break it down and just watch and clap. That's and the like growl it. power of it That's all. the growl power, ladies. So I also, this is where you get a, a big thing with, um, this is where you get the foundation of the gallery-ish now relationship. They're walking and mm-hmm. they're like divas and diapers. Um, it's been since day one and you know they you can kind of I think it's Chanel that goes I wish it was still just us you know we were always a duo performing you can I remember from the books that their moms were friends I think because the moms were both models Mm -hmm. so they did grow up together and then they have recently very recently it seems like added Aqua and Dorinda to the group. Yeah, there's and, a lot of subtext of stuff that, for you to pick up on. I know, but and if you read the book, you get it. I had there. the books <laughs> up here, and that I read when I was 12. And um, 
they, I think Aoria then ration, like, rationalizes, she, yeah, but, like, Aqua's harmonies, and, like, she's amazing. And Dorinda's an amazing Dorinda dancer. Dorinda can dance. We needed them. We're, like, a real group, girl group now. And then they're talking about their dreams. They want to make it big and, like, mm-hmm. blah, 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 be rich. And then there's a little joke about Prada. Oh, na, 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 na. It makes no sense. I don't understand that the punchline. That would have made no sense coming here, but you just said Prada, la, 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 No, that's literally <laughs> what they say to each other. It's like, Prada or and they both like cackle and scream and I didn't get the they joke they do cackle they absolutely and I, cackle and I don't get to get the joke but I was like I laughed too I was like they're and so happy I, and then they sold a million t-shirts said Prada or Nada and it's Cheetah Girls and I was like I love this I, I love them I don't need to get the joke to know what's funny because they have just convinced me with their acting that it is funny and then smash cut as they're talking about how they need to like pull themselves up and like make it big we go to Galleria's house which is essentially beautiful. a beautiful brownstone mm. on the Upper West Side. Like, yep. it is a large mansion of a home in New York City. Um, so I don't really understand, like, why she's acting like this is going to be a real Cinderella story. Um, I mean, I, she's very talented, and I mm-hmm. be- deserve she believes fame, but it's just so interesting that so much of it is focused on, like, the fortune and the butlers when they seem to be living Pretty a bad. very comfortable life. Yes, but who really deserves the fortune and the fame is the best character in the entire film. Oh, Dorothea. <laughs> no. No. Toto, her pet dog. No. Because <laughs> no. I just nah, 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 this nah, nah, dog nah. came on screen, and I will admit I'm more of a cat person. But I looked at this dog twirl around and bark, and I was like, and I just went, "That's a quality dog. It's a that quality dog. dog." And she, Raven does a lot of dog work. She, she does. Got a treat in her hand a lot yeah, of times. Yeah, it's very obvious that it's a trained dog and she's handing her treats, but it works. Damn it, it works. Love but a dog. Damn I point, forgot how much of a role the dog had. That you could absolutely, but also to Emma's point, yes, the standout character who I did not expect to be like. And also the most beautiful woman I've ever laid my eyes on. Outstanding is Dorothea, her mother, who is just in every scene giving it 100 goddamn percent. Giving the performance 100%. Her hair is done for the gods. Her (laughs) outfits are on point. Luke can attest. We watched it together. Mm -hmm. Every time she walked in, I was like, God, she looks amazing. She's just great. She's always in like a sleek black like dress or like a neutral color with like just like one pop of like an accent like a cheetah scarf or a great belt and her makeup is always fucking her face is beat it be at 9 a.m or 1 in the morning that woman <laughs> comes into galleria's bedroom looking like she's about to go to a fucking movie premiere and i have a theory as to why and we'll talk we'll about it in a second i know but why. she walks in and the mom's like Hey, idiot. Um, I'm a, she's also like a what is it, like a clothing designer, clothing but like designer. a personal clothing designer where she like designs outfits for like people to walk on the runway or something like that. She's like, you didn't tell me that uh, this lady wanted to reschedule or I needed to re no, 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 that's what I was saying. You didn't tell her that I needed to reschedule her appointment today and she called me and was all mad and, and like Galleria she just bit made me laugh it did she, it it was just if insane if anyone else did it but when Raven I also guys I grew up when That So Raven was like huge I thought That So Raven was like and I still think it's like the funniest Disney Channel show of all time like her comedic timing is off the charts I think it is the funniest show ever on Disney Channel she is a comedic superstar and when she does this and it's so dumb but I truly laugh where she's like Oh, and she looks at the note, and what she's done doesn't really make any sense. No. And she goes, "It's because I was working on a new flavor, kind of a, a Jamaican, new character, new character for the girls, and a, kind of a Jamaican vibe." Because like she's the songwriter of the group, she's coming up mm-hmm. with the group's like looks and their songs, and, and so I forget the part name of the person, but it's like Sunderhain will miss Saturday, call her back so she can reset. So it's that sort of a reggae, and I don't like that. I just 
Yeah, no, I was I was gonna yeah. But she somehow managed to write out the words in an accent. That's what I don't understand. Well, I don't understand why any person would be like, oh, I'm doing this accent. Now I gotta make nonsense. Like, why can't she, couldn't she just, I don't know. I don't know. But I thought it was funny because Raven is funny. It's... I was immediately like, what is going on? I said I said this, two things about her, I had notes. Um, throughout this movie, she wears these hoops that are in this shape of stars, Gallery does, and I wanted them so badly as a child. I was not allowed to wear hoops that large, and I also probably didn't have my ears pierced. I was legitimately 11 or 12, but I loved them so much, and she wears them throughout the movie, and they're fantastic. I also just said she is legitimately, like, I mean, still, but, like, in this movie, so beautiful. Like, her skin is stunning her I like I like just haven't seen her on my screen in so long I'm like god Raven is so beautiful and also just like I wrote down like has legit comedy chops Mm -hmm. like she's like that of like other people of that era who I like both of them should have become comedy superstars but like Amanda Bynes like they both had like big real comedy chops Mm -hmm. like were very funny and it's like when you look and you're like oh shit she is so funny like she's basically almost putting on a one woman show in this scene like her parents are just there to give her things to go off of but she has such energy that she's just like oh I was doing this and just everywhere and it's working somehow but yeah so she let her mom down and her mom's pissed about that and then her dad comes in who's an Italian man and yes Galleria Garibaldi is half black half Italian I want to make sure the folks at home know this and that is this I remember when this movie came out I was excited for it because I had read the book it has a very pretty accurate to book casting like Mm -hmm. aqua is black and tall and from texas and i don't know if she had the gap in her tooth but keely williams has a little gap the one thing that's different is dorinda in the books is half black and half white but still has the same backstory that we will get to later um in the books galleria is half black and half italian her dad is also a goddamn hero of this this narrative he is a chef or caterer or we didn't oh and i forgot to say i i did also really appreciate the casting of raven in this role because i loved gallery in the books and she was always described as being a little bit more full figured being curvier and i think raven is that and i love seeing that in movies and i love having her be the main character and the fucking romantic lead because she's fucking hot so i just wanted to get that out there right now snaps for sure amazing so the dad is like a chef caterer and he's like did you get the Noki or something. I forget what she forgot to pick up. I don't remember what it was. She forgot to pick something up for him, and they're like, listen, Raven, that what? (laughs) No, that whatever. You can't keep dropping the ball like this. You know, I'm, we're worried you're getting too wrapped up in the Cheetah Girls. And she's like, well, I'm just, we're ramping up right now because we have the talent show coming up and we have to audition. And I was like, you got a freaking audition to be in the talent show? Yes. Like, it's not even And just I said, a it's a performing thing. arts high school. And then they're but like. But then when you see the other acts, I'm a little dubious yeah, of this audition process. Yeah, we'll get there. And then she's like, they're like, it's just a talent show, honey. And you're just a freshman. And then she's like, yes, but everyone who's won this talent show and she lists off a bunch of fake celebrities, they've all... Jackal did, Jackson? Did, no, yeah, they've all won. And then as part of when you get to Is record... Jackal Johnson? Jackal Johnson. We've been over this many I'm times. I'm Jackal Jackson. It's Jackal Johnson. They couldn't go that far. But and that's their biggest mistake. When you win the talent show, you get to record a demo. And then, like... Everyone who wants talent show becomes a superstar, essentially. Basically. It's Basically. A very... And also, I will say that about the parents, because I, I love Dorothea 
and the dad who I forget his name, but like I have affection for them and their knowledge and their wisdom that they're trying to give their children. But also like, this isn't me with a cassette tape in Joliet, Illinois. They, like it is a pretty like three-step process to what seems like fame and fortune. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of acting like this is a real long shot of a dream. And I'm like, it's closer to them than it is to many, many children. For sure. And I think, but I think as the movie goes on, I think I actually really like the way that they have the parents handle it. Because they're not like other parents where they're just like, I don't understand your dream. And that means it's stupid. But they're like, listen, we want to help you, but we're just a little concerned about where this path might lead. And I think it works a lot better. But definitely in this scene, they're just like, I don't know about this singing that we're sending you to yeah, the performing that, arts high school. Yeah, this scene is about. kind of what I'm talking about, where yeah. it's like, well, the plant thing that she laid out seems very, very kind of like a good road to go down if you're very mm -hmm. talented. I, I mean, it's not like me trying to ship a cassette tape to Universal Music Group, which I'm not saying I did or did not. <laughs> but here's the thing. This is when she is doing a one-woman show. Yes. Like, this is an off-Broadway. And off she gives Broadway. my favorite phrase in the whole film. Where she says, we're going to need buckets to bring in no, these ducats. Yeah, we're going to have buckets of ducats. Which... <laughs> no, it's buckets to bring sure. in the ducats. Which I think she's trying to say ducat, which is like an old-timey... No, currency? I think ducats is just money. I think you're but, thinking way too deep sure, into this. But, I think that's just early 2000s slang. Maybe. I don't know what a ducat is. But the point is, is she's like, listen, I know I've been flaky, but I'm working really hard at a thing I love. You got to roll with me on this one. And they're like, we're skeptical, but sure. But we are, to get we your are, chores done. You go get the things we need. We're going to stay here and have sex. What? No, These never mind. These two people have are boning every single night. They, what is his name? I, I don't care. Because here's the thing. I, mean, I was going to bring this up when you said you couldn't remember his name. Men in this movie don't matter. Yeah, that's true. They do not matter. This is a movie that is all about girl power and I'm here for it. And it works perfectly. Much like if, this podcast. If they, okay. <laughs> if they had covered up every man with just a cardboard cutout, I would, the movie would lose nothing. Lose absolutely nothing. If, absolutely if nothing. every single man had all of his lines taken away, I, the movie would lose nothing. Essentially, yes. I, I don't, I mean, you, there's that woman that could do the whole Jackal Jackson part. And yes. And there's, yes. there's the only really... thing, the only, the, the only reason this man serves is because he tempers the a mom's concern a little bit later, but also she and absolutely... also kind of dials back her raw sexual energy. Yeah, well, no, she, I, my opinion is, is that she was like, like, let's see, I have the most BDE of any woman on Disney Channel ever. I need to find an attractive Italian man who can cook for me, marry him, and then just have sex with him for the rest of my life. What because that's saying, what she folks, did in the is universe. These people have an undeniable raw sexual chemistry. And unlike any parents I've ever seen in Only Disney proven Channel. later when he full on slaps her on the ass. Yes. <laughs> I did forget about that. But they either they either always seem freshly postcoital or like they're just about That's why she, that's why I say she always looks immaculate because she's like I've got to look as hot as possible because I never know when it's about to go it, down. They either just got it out or they're about to they're get about, it out. Yes. And, and the chemistry is off the chart. It's, it's hard to look directly at honestly. It's, it's fantastic though. So speaking of things being sexy, we cut to Chanel's house. And, and the minute she got out into that loft, which also is probably a billion dollars, um, and she's raised by this struggling single mom who was a million dollar fashion And she's mom. not struggling she's though. Not she's struggling. not struggling. But like they're, they're making it out to be that. But well, she's, she's struggling. She's struggling to be a mom. As we will cover, since we're just going over arcs a little bit early. Chanel has the best arc. Chanel's, has... Chanel's arc is that her mom is just way too sexy and is going out and boning what? every night. Something about 
this movie and I couldn't put my finger on it. I don't know if I have a full note on it, but it's like, it feels like they were going to try to make it a real movie. Do you get what a I little mean by bit, that? Yes. Like, 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 like they were like, uh, like, like they got it in the can. They were like, all right, decom it because we, we don't know if we'll have the appeal because it's just things like that. It's just like, a little bit turned up. It's a little up. bit turned up with the mom always seeming like ready to fuck. Yes. Like, I don't know. Well, no, not even that they're ready. They're just, they're like, I am going to. But Chanel's mom is explicitly is going to explicitly, go fuck this guy. And she literally, she walks in and she's trying on like I what I assume to be Chanel's clothes. Yes, it is Chanel. And then she comes out of the closet and she's like, how does that, how do I look? And she goes like, like you're wearing something way too tight for a mom. And I was like, so is her plot that her mom is just way too sexy and is like going out and has a French boyfriend and they're just getting it and on. And I said all yes. The time. And I said that's what the that's what the plot is. Yeah. The mom is too busy getting boned down by a rich French guy to pay attention to her daughter. Yes. And even her son, who appears to be. Always at the father's house. Yes, there is his father in the picture. But he will, who but he will never will take Chanel. Sir, not appearing in this film. As we Again, men do not matter. They no. are worthless. Yeah, but even the little brother barely appears yeah, in the film. Pucci, He's in, like two, three I scenes. do love his name. They're both named after designers, Chanel and Pucci. But I kind of mean, I don't mean she's struggling in that she's supposed to be poor. No. But she, she is always, and this might be from the book, but like is trying to marry for money. Like she is attracted to this French guy. I think because a lot he's rich. because of his money, and I think she maybe says something along those lines. But also, like they do, kind of paint it as like she does genuinely love this man. Yeah. So it's not like explicitly that, but like. But also the idea that I'm watching a decom where a woman is trying to ex- marry a man for money. Well, again, and this is a hero well, she, of the film. Well, she used to make her money by modeling, but as we all know, modeling is a vicious cycle, and once you get older, you age that, out. That you age out, and she needs someone. I like to how Luke family. said that, like he was a model for a while, and he just aged out of the industry too, too quick. He's like, as we all know, as we all room, know, hi. don't reveal my dark past, Emma. Now we go to school. Yes. Well, yeah. We the whole scene is just. Chanel talking to her mom, being but like... But you do see they are very good friends. She loves her yes. mom. She does find her mom. She's like, don't wear this top, wear this top. They kind of get ready. Chanel is trying to tell her mom about the performance they just had. Mm-hmm. I hit a high C today, but the mom is too busy running out the door for this dick appointment. It's exactly. basically... Exactly. What's the phrase you've used before? Dignitized? She's dignitized. She's dignitized, but also incredibly open for business. Yes. Very much so. It's so wild how open for business these moms are. Well, I was gonna When these daughters are so career-oriented. It's true. But also, the important thing to note is I think... If you look at it, the mom, mom, mom and dad of Galleria are the first actual couple we've ever had, confirmed couple, where the man is 100% six to midnight and the woman is 100% open for business. Yeah. And they finally found each other. There is finally someone, two people who actually seem like they want to be with each other. Mm, yes. That's, it's shocking. Yes. Um, so yeah, we cut to their perform the Manhattan Magnet High School, like M squared, or I think is did all their logo or whatever. And then we meet this guy. This dude, I Emma, remember him. what you said. Men don't matter. But he matters to me. <laughs> he doesn't matter to me. This Costco brand Heath Ledger. That was my joke, you son of a bitch. <laughs> we were watching the movie, and she was like, this guy's so attractive. I was like, it's because he's off-brand Heath Ledger, and I know how much you love Heath Ledger in 10 Things I Hate About You. And she's like, you're so right, and you're trying to pass my joke off as your own. Heath Ledger's hair in 10 Things I Hate About You. and just On like, a string bean of a son of a bitch. On a slightly pointier white man with a little less charisma. But otherwise, he also kind of has like Smith Jarrett from Sex and the City energy, if you know who that is. I was here for it. And 
I couldn't, again, because of the, you know, theme of this movie, which is um, Men Don't Matter. Men Don't Matter. I couldn't I, I'm, tell I'm you gonna, his I'm name. Gonna, I, I couldn't tell you. Also, we're only 35 minutes in. Title of the episode, Men Don't Matter, I think. I, I think we found it. Not in this Jiggy Jungle. Couldn't tell you this man's name. Are they older than them? Yes. Are, they are older because they're like, they make fun of them for being freshmen. And trying to win the talent show. They're like, freshmen never win the talent show. Um, and they're in the, kind of having a little heated exchange in the lunchroom. And he is into Raven. He's, He's into, Raven, into Raven. But also this is where I wanted to add. So two things. And one. Th and then he has a friend. He has a friend who doesn't matter. But even less than he does. There's a line where like they we tried they try to make it like, like Chanel likes the friend, but they abandon Oh, I didn't pick up on that at all. But the most important thing is, so the sound design on this movie is both terrible and insane. Because in this scene. A lot of ADR. A lot of, a lot of ADR, number one. Two is every line that is an ADR sounds like it was recorded in a microphone in a different room than the one they're saying. Like they sound like they're too far away from the, the mic. The lunchroom is really tough. It's really me. rough. The other thing is that the guy that did the audio editing was like, I'm just gonna throw in like some growl cheetah roars. And like, so there's a one point where they like say like, oh, it's cheetah delicious, baby. And then he throws in a sound. Yes, yes. It's in this scene. And I was just like, where did, where did that come from? Why is that there? And there's a Little, and Raven just comes at him like he's a he's they're like freshmen never win the talent show and she's like oh they also goodness. make fun of the whole cheetah girl bit yeah they're like cheetahs and they're like cheetahs are the fastest animal in the jungle cheetahs do not live in the jungle they live in the savannah but point taken Raven Luke was really in the weeds with all of the actual I animal have a few more animal notes as we go on <laughs> um weirdly wasn't what I was concerned with I was watching the fly outfits and growl power and Luke was trying to like look up the land speeds of an actual cheetah like Same. sorry. Um, but also <laughs> this, she comes back at him and I don't remember what she says, but she's like, you're still going to lose. Mm -hmm. and, and she's coming at him. And I was like, this is kind of hot. They have a real, um, and now we kiss energy yes, where yes. it's like fight, 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 kiss, kiss, kiss kind of thing. And even though I don't care about this man or I this love, romantic subplot. I sub love enemies to lovers. That's one of It is favorite. an enemies to lovers type thing. But, um, but I, it also is very like, they feel so adult. Like I, they don't feel 14. They could just because like he walks away and the girls are like, he likes you. Like obviously. They, like, could, it, they totally could have done this movie as being in college. Yeah. But I just think Disney has weird hangups. Although I guess I assume the Cheetah Girls book was high school. Yeah. But I think Disney just has like, weird hangups. Like Galeria had braces, I think. Yeah. Like, like we, the Disney channel has weird hangups about setting movies in college. Like I think, remember I was surprised we were in sense that he, they allowed that guy to be in college like they don't like it but it's just not very like um like a little like freshman like their behavior is like oh like he obviously is into you that was like you guys had a sexy fight and then she's like yeah but like i gotta focus on my career boys are for losers and i was like preach they'll only drag you down and uh then we go to the auditions well there's one more thing i want to point out which is i, I also think there might be a lunch scene where it's this the same lunch. thing there's no there there was the locker scene where he first comes up to them and then they go and sit at lunch and he comes I, up to them again i was talking about lunch okay that whole time there's I, two I, scenes but the locker the, scene was so irrelevant because it was just him going right, but that's just where we meet him but it's that's what we're still on but while they're at lunch and then the bell rings and they go they do drop the fact that she's like oh i have to get going to mrs almanac's class and they have a teacher in this film that's apparently named mrs almanac which is just a tiny detail that i can't decide whether i love or hate but i need to yeah bring it up. i can't i don't know where I don't really land on that one, but I needed to bring it up so you can decide. I don't uh, hate it. I don't hate it, but it's just I, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna dwell on it. So we go to the performance and we meet. Drink a champagne. Do we, no, we don't meet her until after they perform, right? They stop performing and then she comes down from the thing. Oh I'm yeah, so, so but, but you see her like 
pew them. Like, she yeah, 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 you yeah. really don't know who she is. Yeah, but we see also their moms are there. Their moms have, like, slinked into the... Both wearing headscarves. Yeah, like, they're... Like, like the leads the... of a sexy Italian It's movie. like they're in disguise, and it's like, you could have just come to your daughter's school. It's and not they have that the dog. Did. They do have the dog, which would not be allowed in any way, shape, or form. And I saw these outfits, and guys, when I tell you a bolt of electricity <laughs> ran through me, I was riding high. I said, I literally, before they even started, I go, fuck, this is such a banger. And I said to you, I remember when they used to just play this cut. Mm-hmm. This They like, did that with like all of the, the, all except, these songs. except I think maybe the first performance. They, In 2004, whenever this was, they would take these these musical performances and just play them as music videos. Like, like as like a filler in between commercials or something. This is really dating us, but like when MTV would play music videos, Disney Channel did as well as like in, in between commercials. Like, like, well, we got three minutes left. We haven't developed as the bell rings yet, so we're just going to air some And so it would be like, videos. yeah, and it would be promo as well for the, yes. for the goddamn and also And order after it come out and be like, buy the CD. Yeah, yeah, buy the CD, buy the DVD, whatever it was. But they would play these music Keep videos. Keep the Disney train around. I remember this vividly. And they are all in white outfits with, with cheetah spots. accents. With spots. Cheetah accents. White and cheetah is the theme. And they're on the stage. And this is where they sing Cinderella. It is absolutely electric. I don't want to be like Cinderella sitting in a dark, cold, dusty cellar. This is also where we get... This the, song was ahead of its time, It's a great ladies. song. Great song. Goes I don't want to be like Snow White waiting. The thing that kind of throws me off is this is where we get, um, and this happens in the second performance, not so much the third, where like they all start jamming and I'm like, hell yes, this is great. And then they do like a part where each of them gets to break down to the camera. Yes. Where like one this of them happens comes almost every does. <laughs> like they had one trick. It would know two tricks. It was this and then they would shoot some things in slow-mo where it's just like, isn't this cool because it's in slow motion. And the only way I can describe it to you guys, because I know this is not a visual medium, but it's a, it's kind of like a very early 2000s in sync Backstreet Boys thing. Yes, where it would it's be a very group, in yes. sync. And in their music videos, where everyone, like when they're singing a verse, they get to go up to the camera and like mm-hmm. have their little like solo shot. Then they fade back into the line and they do choreo. And then when it's, you know, fucking Justin's verse, he comes up. Like, and then like it's very much I want it that way. And they do this in many, pretty numbers, much all of the songs. And they do this here. And as the People come close to me. I had a few notes, and that was Adrian Bailon is amazing at singing. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, these outfits are both wonderful and terrifying. But they're, <laughs> they're much like the Miss Almanac joke. I can't decide like, how Dorinda to land on. Like, is wearing a cheetah sleeve that is attached to the rest of her shirt by, like, one dangly string. <laughs> Everyone's in a crazy well, hat. Well, I think, I, 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 don't, I think we didn't put a too fine a point on that already, but they are all dressed insanely throughout the film. But I don't mind it. No, For no. For them, I love this. I mean, I, yeah, Usually I complain, unlike Radio Rebel, this was actually 2004. Like, that, some of this, as bad as it is, yeah. is time appropriate. That's fair. And also, Raven can do whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> she can hit me with her car if she wants to. Why is it that, like, Raven... Raven there's always, like, a thing where, like, Raven is designing clothes. and like Because that she's was her thing in Raven. Raven uh, and that's the Raven. And she, like, designs their outfits, I think, in these ones. Because she's it's got weird. fucking it's a, style. It, it's true. She can pull um, me off. Oh, yeah. Also, the dog runs out and joins them on stage and starts and spinning. she visibly has a treat for the dog. Yeah. Also, another thing before we move off this performance that is another very early 2000s thing that they do in this 
performance is just pose dancing mm -hmm. where it's like there is some choreo but it's not as heavy as the first number or a number we see later but this one is just like one two three hit a pose i don't want to be like snow white pose waiting and reverence do common pose and they all hit different poses it brought me back to a lot of dance recitals it was powerful it's powerful. It powerful um but yeah also this is an important thing about toto and i think it maybe came up already toto loves the cheetah girls music and like when they're singing and playing the song so you gotta get that little he, doggy rump shake yeah he'll get up and like start spinning around in a circle by which they'll have the trainer wave a tree Raven around. is doing all the dog shit. Yeah, well, no, just like sometimes when he's sitting in the corner, he'll, uh, they'll just like have him wave the tree around and film it. But here he gets on stage with them. Um, so it ends, and then this is where also, we Also, like, the meet. mom is like, the dog dog's just like, oh, like, yeah, she's, she's just like, oh, Toto, way to interrupt their, the, the most important audition she of their lives. She was very stressed about this. Like, they just, the mom didn't even chase after the I dog. know, she dressed up like she was, uh, getting ready for a Thelma and Louise costume <laughs> contest, but she didn't have the chance she to stop the dog. She didn't want to wrinkle her goddamn coat by chasing after the but this is where we meet possibly the oddest, but one of the best character who is a character. Drink a champagne. Drink a champagne. That is her given. Drink a leader. champagne. Drink a D R I N K A champagne is her full legal name. I don't think that's her legal name. I think, I think it is. I'm a, she gave I have to believe it's her legal name. I guess if Galleria and Emma, I yeah, at this point, what metric are you using? Her name is Drink a Champagne, but she's like the theater teacher, the one running the talent show, whatever. And she was like a. And I'm happy to announce at this moment that Drink a Champagne is my new drag name going forward because <laughs> someone has to have taken that. That, that, that has is, to be someone. It's on the table. It's on the table. Listen, Drink a Champagne. If you're a drag queen out there, please contact us. We want to know all about you and your life. But she was like a disco R&B star of. In 70s. the 70s, who had a big hit. Had a big hit. And, and she it was starts, like Bubbles of Love. Yeah, she starts like singing it a little Bubbles bit. Bubbles of and, Love. And they're like, hey, Drinka, are we... It's of course champagne themed. Yeah, of course. And she's like, Drinka, are we good? You know, but also she has a, a, a thing where all of her comments are based on like R&B songs. And yes. like, I forget the one she says here, but later on she's like, oh, I heard it through the grapevine. And I'm laughing at it now, but like, <laughs> what child is <laughs> What child is going to get that reference? She does make, like, it happens at least three or four times, and I was like, this is funny. I guess this is like the Shrek thing where there's nods for the parents in it as well, which is why it makes it does feel like a little bit more like a real movie, but I was like... And I mean, she's only in two scenes, so it's not like the movie's inundated with it, but I was just like, who is going... Who is that for? I don't know. I don't know. But for me now, years yeah. later... Um, but so, and she goes, she's like, Gallery, when I look at you, I see a half-Italian version of me. Chanel, when I look at you, I see a Latina version of me. Aqua, etc. Et it, it goes a weird racist route where like, I don't know, but the short version is, the short version, listen, she, she's from you the You are same. all me if I was your race, yeah. except <laughs> for Dorinda. Yeah, which I will know, to be fair, we should talk about this because Dorinda goes, I'm you if you were lanky and white. They do address they do, it. They just call it, they don't say like, anything. she's just like, I get it, I'm white and into hip hop and like, that's the thing. And I will say, I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. It comes up later in the movie and it's done to like really powerful effect. And yeah, I was it's like, very I was done. like, damn, Disney Channel, go off. But I did appreciate that because as yes. we were laughing at her, like just calling out their different yeah, she's different time. She's from the 70s. We were laughing at it, but then like before, like we could just make fun of it. She mm -hmm. does then hop on and go, yeah, and I'm white. And she's like, no, I was going to say, and it's a good joke here, but yes. she goes, I was going to say, no, you're me if I could, da if I could dance because right. you're an amazing dancer. Then 
we realized through a slow, creepy slow clap. Oh, wait, hang on, sorry. Gotta stop you there. I did also forget, over that point where she's going over each cheetah and saying there's a different version, again, the sound editor decided to put in background music fitting their backgrounds. Yeah. So that, there's like an Italian guitar. That's what felt a little there's racist. There's an Italian guitar and then like Chanel. a Spanish guitar over Chanel. And then Killy, they play like a Southern thing because she's Southern. And then like hip hop music over there. And it was weird. I was like, why is this happening? Um, that's what felt but then she's, but So the point is, she's like, I loved your performance. Great job. I'm going to work with you. And I was like, I don't think you can. You run the competition. Wouldn't, Wouldn't that, that be, be wildly unfair? Why, I, otherwise, I assume you work with everybody. No, that's not true. She does work with everybody because we see her helping a stand-up comedian later, which doesn't make any sense as to why she would be able to help him do that. Because remember when she stops him, is like, always leave him laughing. Like she has. She is coaching them. Right. She's coaching everybody who's in the competition. She's like, I'm going to work with you. And I'm like, yeah, you're supposed to work with everybody, apparently. Why are you saying that? Like, it's a special thing. But speaking of special things... The actual special thing that happens here, Emma, do you want to take it? Is Jackal... Johnson. Jackson. Johnson. Jackson. Johnson. Is in the audience. This is like my Berenstein Bears. Like, I cannot <laughs> believe that his last name is Johnson. Berenstein. I always called him ja- Jackson. But he's just in the audience. He just walked into a his... Grown room. man, like 35-year-old man at his old That's high school. That's a very 2004 thing when you yeah. could, old men could just walk into schools back when everyone was stupid and innocent. <laughs> this man, number one, is dressed like an absolute asshole which is like i think what they're going for yes like he is dressed like a piece of shit music producer and the embodiment of all male evil he is a man he is evil but he doesn't matter no he doesn't he's the villain of the film does not matter really doesn't because men don't matter he really you're right because even in the end we'll get to this later he really doesn't he doesn't but i will say his hair is he's doing an early aughts Hair spike, not in a lot of ways. You can just say he's very early on. Jill gelled up with the sunglasses, with a chain, with the whole nine yards of looking like a complete piece of shit. He's got the hair, the tips put up. He's a little too old for that. I would give the costume designer that note mm-hmm. because right now he just looks like a bunch of widely spaced toothpicks, like on <laughs> in a rotisserie chicken. Like, there's not enough hair for that, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. His hair is a little too thin, so it it's was a, a very much. jarring thing to look at. It's a little much. Oh my um, god, he also is wearing full diamond earrings. He isn't wearing earrings, <laughs> and he reminded me of um, Candace from Real, House of, Real Housewives of Potomac. Alright, I'm shutting shut that down. But So he's like, I'm Jekyll Johnson, obviously. They're all freaking out because Jekyll Johnson's here. He's like, well, I came by to see my old teacher, Drinka, you know, killing it. In the middle of the day. In the middle of the day. A as famous as going producer on. does. Uh, but I heard that track you guys were putting down. It's pretty great. Uh, I'd like to invite you back to my studio, work with you, you know, maybe we can work something out. And they're like, oh my gosh, yes. This also, is our chance. In at this moment, this man gets out two sentences. Dorothea is on so this man. She, she comes from the ether. She, she is from no, out of nowhere. Not, I wrote down she is not to be fucked with. She saw that balding white man from a mile away, and she was on him within a second. She is the true she cheetah. She is the true cheetah in this film because she moves she faster than the most than growl powder. The most powder. Growl growl powder. powder. <laughs> She's on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> that is the that would that sounds like an old school term for cocaine. Absolutely, give she, me some growl she powder. She has. She, you're right. She actually moved at 60 miles an hour yes. in the jungle. She was. The Jamie jungle. I was like, holy shit! She couldn't catch the dog, but she got this guy quick. And like, he's a man who dresses and acts like he heard the term BDE. And was like, I want to act and look like I have big dick energy. But then she was like, oh, no, bitch. I've I got the, the big, big dick, dick energy around here. I have the large dick in this conversation. But he's like, I want to, you know, work with you, maybe sign you, all that stuff. And she's like, 
Nobody goes near as my cheetahs. And then this is what gave me, this is what made me lose my mind. Emma's like, yeah, it's performing arts high school. And I was like, yeah, that all makes sense. And she goes, no, 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 no. Singing is more of a side thing for my daughter. And I was like, then why the hell did you send her to a performing arts high school, bitch? Why is she there working to improve her singing if it's more of a side thing? That doesn't make any sense. Also, did we get to the part where Raven slides into Italian when she starts arguing with the mom here? She starts arguing with the mom when the mom interrupts. She, Raven and the mom both kind of slide into Italian for a second, which is interesting. I'm Very glad they learned it from they, the father. They also do, this is also what will be important later, is that once he shows up, Raven slides in and he's like, hi, I'm Gallery Garibaldi. I'm the leader, founder, songwriter. I, I'm the che- head chief. I girl. also wrote down when Dorothea like puts her hand out, she's like, I'm Dorothea Garibaldi. Like I'm the, you know, the mother, whatever. Cause mm-hmm. like Chanel's mom, Nowhere to be fucking no. found. Taking a call. She's in the back. Well, because she... Listen, they model together. She knows that when Dorothea is She knows who off, the alpha bitch is. Yes, she knows who the alpha is. But I, said, I literally said, number one, Dorothea's looks are, like, the drip. Like, she looks amazing. And number two, Chanel's mom in the running for worst parent already. Like, <laughs> I was like, can she not get up there? What the fuck? Um, but yeah. I guess you're right. She you gotta yield knew. to the growl power, Emma. She just knew. But basically, she shuts them down. Yes. Um, and the girls are not happy. Not happy. But there is kind of a moment where at the end he goes, I get it, Mama Cheetah. Like, God, I can't even like pretend to do his voice. It's just a, such a bummer. And he's like, I, you know, you're fierce and like defensive. But if you change your mind, like give me a call and gives Galleria the card. Yes. And so they all go home and they're all pissed off and they're like yelling and fighting. I think also this is where they drop off Doe at her place. And, and we see her. She goes, I live right here. And that's why you also know this relationship is kind of new because they don't know where Doe lives. They've never met Doe's parents. Mm-hmm. And they drop her off at a building, which looks like a nice doorman building. She walks up to the door and as the car pulls away, we see her go around the side. She doesn't enter through the front. Yeah, she doesn't go where the doorman is. And then like Raven is just furious at Dorothea. And they're like, arguing in the cab. They're arguing in the cab. And then they come home and they have the full argument where she's like, why won't you let me have this opportunity? It's an amazing chance. Like I could become a star, accomplish my dream and all that stuff. And she's like, I think you can do all of that. I know I believe in you, but I just want you to finish finish high school first. You're too young. And go, she says college. She wants oh, to college. college. Excuse me. She, I want you to get you a full. You can do ed- all that after college. I want you to get a full education and all that stuff. And I know guys like this because I used to be a model. She doesn't say this in so many words, but it's kind of implied. I used to be a model, and I there are tons of people who wanted to take advantage of me when I was dumb, young, and stupid, and like you know make me sign an unfair contract and take all my money essentially. And I think uh, this might also be book knowledge, but she's kind of of the mind. This is again, like as a child, you watch this and you're like, let them go after their dreams. And as a jaded adult, you're like, okay, this is making a little bit of sense. Because I yeah, think- Yeah, this is what I was saying, where it's like, the parents aren't just like, your dream is stupid and I won't let you do it. Dorothea is a very smart woman, obviously. She's very, very intelligent. And she, I think the point is also like, this could not work out. Like singing is like fleeting, like modeling, like you can age out of it. It's not, it might not work. It might not have lasting power. So get a college degree so you have something to fall back on sure. for like a career. I think that's from the books as well. Like that's the argument, which like- Which is a good argument. It's good not, argument. Like that's what I'm saying is like, you can see where it is from both sides. And you also see Chanel kind of have this argument with her mom, I think at some point. And like, I think if this were a different Disney Channel original movie that wasn't like so like so quick with the dialogue, they would have had really heartfelt like sit down conversations. Well, there's about a heartfelt it. conversations in this thing later. I was crying. Well, yeah, because uh, for sure. But so they have this argument. Mom is a hard no. Then the dad comes and is like, I think you should let her do it. But I think you should, you know, set some boundaries and do it with her. Go I with think, them. I think it would be a good way for you to bond and for everybody to get what they want. So she goes back up to, to Raven's room and is like, all right. We can do this. 
but I'm coming with you. And if I think anything is off, we are leaving, no questions asked. Before that, we see them on the phone. Raven and, and Chanel, Chanel are yeah. talking to each other, bitching and like, Chanel has an argument with her mom that also, kind of grazed over. Also a brick of a cell phone, by the way. Oh, you could, they're, they're you using could, like fucking Nokia. You could fend off an attacker with that bad you boy. You could dent a man's skull with this Nokia that they're mm -hmm. on. But the, again, like as we, Luke was right in the auditorium because she's like, mom, like why can't you talk to Dorothea? Like can't we record this single? Like Chanel is begging and her mom's like, I'm not fucking with Dorothea. No, that no, is no, not, no, 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 I, she's not something to fuck with no, and no. I value my life. I'm not ending up on I, that shit list. I have absolutely no desire to, and also she's like, she knows what she's doing. She's mm -hmm. a smart lady, and I was like, I would. And I'm just here to get boned by Frenchmen. Like, exactly. That's, that's, that's like, what I, I put on the earth to do. I follow this woman blindly, and I said, same girl. But then they're talking to each other on the phone, and then Dorothea comes in and agrees to like let mm -hmm. them go. And then this is the scene where then like the dad's like, okay, everybody happy, and they smacks Next. his wild wife on the ass. And, and that's when I wrote the note. They have wild sex. They they were leaving in that moment to go have wild sex is what really was happening. Okay, this is where this movie lost me. Is I don't understand what you mean. Raven just becomes a lunatic all of a sudden where like she starts, it's not so much so bad here because I think in this scene is just where like we're back at school, they're having lunch and she's talking to the cheetahs being like, listen, we're, go we're going to this meeting with Jackal. We cannot blow this. Aqua, you can't have hot sauce in your bag because it makes you look silly. That is a no. Okay, guys, come on. First of all, first of all, it was too on the nose. Like, I know that as a thing people from the South do, Beyonce's from Houston. Like, she says, like, I got hot sauce in my bag, swag. But, like, they actually, I think she does say hot sauce in her bag. Like, it is the exact verbiage. And I would literally, like, they said it in the movie, and I was like, swag. <laughs> it's hard not to do it. Is Aqua the Beyonce of my youth? Yes. Yes, she is. But this also, like, it's a gradual, though, descent into madness. This is when she's just kind of like, everyone's kind of like, what the fuck? But you're, when Luke says she goes crazy, it's like a I mean, it's gradual. Like, she goes crazy with power. It's gradual that it's like a two-step process. This is step one. And then we see step two after they meet Jackal. She's kind of telling Aqua, don't bring hot sauce in your bag. Swag. Does she comment dull about the clothes at this point? I think that's later. I think she maybe mentions We got to have, we were in good outfits and yes. stuff like that. We got to look like professionals. I don't know if I have more sympathy for her because it is Raven. I don't know if it's because I've read the books, but she is... And like, I don't like, I, I know that you're saying it loses you, but like she is the leader and like in the way that she like had to pick them up after the failure, like I think she's that type of person, which I am not the same person, but I know people like this, where like she feels like she has to micromanage everyone or it won't happen. And she's doing it for their greater good. And I think the movie does a good job of explaining that. I don't know why, what lost you with it, where she kind of, it's the, the fame thing is like for comedy later, but I think at this point, like, that's her personality yeah, no, flaw that they're trying to dig into. Is like, you can't control everything and everyone, even though you think that you're, you know best, you're doing it for our, they're, she thinks she's doing it for their benefit. Right. And that's what I'm saying is here, I think it works more than it does later. And it's not just the fame thing. We'll talk about it when we get there. But I just think that, like, you can still use this, but I just would have liked to see her go there instead of just, like, flipping a switch from one to the other. But, yeah, they have this whole conversation. And then we cut to, and then also, like, the girls are a little weirded and they look at Chanel and I'm like, what's going on with her? Like, why is she being so uptight? And she's like, well, you know, she's just nervous. This is just how much she cares about this kind of thing. Like what you were saying. She just wants yeah, to go Yeah, she cares well. too much. And, and then, then we cut to Jackal Studio. Emma, what is the name of Jackal Studio? 
Also that, oh. also wait, at that lunch table, we see Costco brand Heath Ledger again. Oh, do we? I didn't In a red remember. turtleneck. And I just wanted to call it a line, she says, because again, they're like, oh, he's like over there flirting with you, whatever. Like, he's back. Like, he loves you. And she, Raven goes, if he can't respect my art, then he can't have my art. <laughs> and if he can't respect my art, then he can't have my heart. And That's I was odd. like... Emma, they can't see the Z snapping. I'm Z snapping. And it was good. And I said, that is good. But so then we cut to Jackal Studio. Emma, what is the name of Jackal Studio? Do you remember? No. We cut to Deaf Duck Studio. God damn it. <laughs> we cut to Deaf Duck Studio. And the girls are all waiting there like, oh, we're here to this make a This is where I also made the note that Doe loves a fingerless glove. Absolutely. She absolutely She's, loves it. Because, uh, For someone who does her cartwheels with no hands, she... If you're trying to imagine her style, think Avril Lavigne. You got it. With a fingerless glove. Yes. I got it. Which is not hip hop. Do you think this channel is okay, 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 you're right. But so the girls there for the meeting with Jackal, except for Galleria and her mom. They have been trapped by the true I, villain of any New York story, Traffic. I can't believe, here's the one, you wanna know where this movie lost me right here. I actually was taken out of the film because I could not believe that Dorothea Garibaldi would allow herself to be late. That she would make this rookie mistake. I disagree. I cannot believe she would do it. No, you're right. Galleria, of course. No, no, but the thing is, you're right. It's intentional. Because she doesn't want this to go through. Wow. So she's trying really to sabotage. She's trying to sabotage daughter's chances. <laughs> but I was like, I know it's professional suicide to show up to a meeting late, so I'm going to make my daughter late, <gasps> and the whole thing's going to fall through. That's what I'm saying. She's a consummate professional. <laughs> she would never, you're right, because she, she would she, never she's, let this she, she shows up an hour before the meeting with notes to study in the lobby. And she She's, and the disdain when she realizes that Galleria in that cab, because they have to now walk to mm -hmm. make the meeting, isn't wearing comfortable shoes. Mm -hmm. She goes, business lesson number one, baby. Always carry, wear the comfortable shoes and carry the heels in your bag. Don't be stupid, Galleria. Put your damn correct shoes like, on. That woman, that woman's not late. So you're that right. Woman is that never was late. Intention. That woman is never late. Dorothy is operating on a different level. She's operating on a different level. She's galaxy brain, 24-7. <laughs> so they get out and walk. And Raven steps in dog shit. She steps in dog poop. And they add a nice squish sound effect just to make sure you understand. The sound editor was wild. They, and he was doing some growl powder, Emma. I'm fairly concerned. <laughs> fairly convinced. <laughs> And so they arrive, and she's like, Jackal, so sorry we're late. We got stuck in traffic. You know how it goes. Anyway, I want to talk to you about the song. I cut a demo. Like, I cut a recording. Everyone's kind of, like, looking weird, and she doesn't really notice. And Chanel has to go up to her and whisper in her ear, you have dog poop on your And you smell shoe. like dog and shit. And you smell like dog poop. And I think he even references the fact that she smells bad or something like that. And so they go into the bathroom and she's like freaking out that she dragged dog poop into his studio. And it's kind of a nice, it's a, a scene about dog poop. So I hesitate to say it's a nice scene, but it's like, it's another good Chanel. Gallery, yeah, and Chanel uh, like, is helping her and like talking, down. Her, like talking her off ledge. Because I do think that is, again, we're learning Galleria's fatal flaw, which is that she's a little too type A. She can't really go with the flow and that's ending up, it's getting in her way. Um, and Chanel's trying to, trying to talk her off the ledge. Right. But so then they go back in there and like he makes a joke about it. And she's like, anyway, we're here to talk business. Like, see if you're interested in us. And he's like, oh, I'm convinced already. And this is something I did like. Is like I was saying, I didn't like having her talk down to like her closest friends. But he's like, oh, once Agua pulled out that hot sauce, I knew I wanted to be in business with her. Don't mess with Texas. Like, I liked that she kind of had to eat crow and be like, yes, that is that why he likes them is because they have those personalities. Washing their personalities. Yes. It's not, it's not good. And then she has to see that there. But so then he's like, first of all, I got a boilerplate little contract for you. You know, you can just sign. And Dorothea, again, appears from the ether, snatches it, grabs a pen, and just... She put a 
Just, glasses? I, mean, I think so, dramatically. I don't think she needs glasses. Fabulous glasses. I don't think she needs glasses, though. No, dramatic that glasses. Was for effect. Dramatic reading glasses. And she just crosses out giant sections Full of the contract. Pages. And she's like, my Laura, Laura will look at the rest. So she didn't need to do that there. No. She didn't need to do that, but she wanted him to know. And then what's insane to me Much like the taking of the cab late, it was performative. Absolutely. What's insane to me is Galleria is like, uh, mom. And I'm like, bitch, she's trying to get you a better deal. Like, yeah. what are you talking also, about? That is one thing. Like, I, I guess maybe Raven is just Galleria this character is just so insanely confident and that's like part of her personality and the way that Chuchi's a little bit shyer and you know things like that but if I was in this situation as a 14 year old I get wanting to like going up against my mom being like let us record this demo but once I was in the room and someone handed me a legal contract as a 14 year old I'd probably just be like Mummy, like, yeah, can yeah, you yeah. take this for me? I yeah, don't but also, really know what and, I, and I brought up a point later, which is the like, other like, girls' parents. You have mean to they're be minors? The parents have to be present if you're going to get them to sign a contract. That otherwise, Dorothea is everyone's legal guardian. I would, I would let her be my legal guardian now. Uh, same. I absolutely. I hope she's accepting adoptions. So he, he's like, okay, yeah, you can take that to the lawyer, no problem. Here's what I say we do. We need to record a demo so I can sell you to the record company or whatever. Um, I'm going to work with you, let's say, like, today's Tuesday. Come back, like, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we'll work on it and record it. sick. He says, like, the worst shit. And then we'll, we'll record on the Saturday. I didn't even write it all down because it's also cheesy and bad. Yeah, I don't. It's, like, laid on a sick track. He like, doesn't matter, Emma. He does Amazing video. I, I did write down, I was like, I'm just kind of struggling with the dichotomy of wanting to, like, defund the police, put the police and not really put people in prison, but I would also like Jackal Jackson in prison. I would like <laughs> Jackal Jackson in prison, yes. I don't believe in imprisoning people for nonviolent crimes, mm-hmm. but yet I want this man in prison. Which is also weird because this is what I, we'll get into this more and later. And I think it's because they're supposed to be 14. Everything, his energy around mm-hmm. these young women, I want this man He's in prison. He's skeevy to the max. But also what I will say is And this- that's the other, sorry I interrupted you, but that's the other thing that makes this movie feel more adult because he is so skeevy. He's very That's skeevy. something that he doesn't have child movie mustache twirling villainy. He has greasy scumball villain. That's what I was going to say. He doesn't come off in this movie and he's not written to be like a traditional record producer villain where he's like, I'm going to actually be making all the money and you'll be making whatever music I tell you to make and all that stuff. He's just like, yeah, no, I just have a different idea and I'm going to kind of like tell you to do this, but you don't have to if you don't want to. I'm kind of just a piece of shit exactly that's all he is and you young women are disposable to me and i have a million other hot 14 year olds in my lobby but the way you phrase that that's the idea they're all like in mid drift bearing hops it's it's that very gross early like late 90s early 2000s of like the pop machine that would take young girls like britney who was like 15 and like Mm -hmm. make them like superstars and there's like always creepy men behind the scenes turning those wheels mm-hmm. he's that kind of villain or, which is a much or worse. some kind of giant corporation that maybe its logo were mouse ears of some kind <laughs> that would take young stars and make them have a singing career for no discernible reason I don't know just throwing that one out maybe there Death Duck Records <laughs> is an allegory for something I don't know but I'm just saying it's a much smarter and like grosser way instead of him just being like, I'm gonna steal all their money via a bad legal contract. Like he's just gross. He's just, right. He just sucks. Because men don't matter. Yes. And um He doesn't have an evil plan. He's he doesn't have an evil plan. And I actually said this time as I remembered it being different in this movie. Cause I thought I remembered a scene where he sat Raven down and was like, listen, those other girls, you don't need them. It's you're the star. We'll get you three backup dancers and singers, and it'll all be about you. And then she would have to turn him down and be like, No, I we're the cheated like I girls. I remember that too, but it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen because he, he never takes this what I'm saying, he never does anything where he's actively like, This is what's happening, or you're out. He's just like, This is what I want to do. 
If you don't want to do it, I got a million people who I can mean, do it. I mean, he does so. offer to do three and then says, we'll fill Galleria's slot with someone else. Yeah, but that's because it. she actively didn't want to do it. Like, he wasn't like, cut Galleria out. You don't need her. So he's like, anyway, we'll work this week. And then on Saturday, you guys can come in and record the demo. Oh, also, snap. The other thing we, we forgot about Dorinda. When she said she had to go to class, we actually see her mopping the floor of a athletic center, like a gym. Work study or something. She said work study, even though she's in high school. She's like, I like, get these hours. I was like, what? That's like a work-study job. Yeah, well, what we found out essentially is that she's not paying for the dance class. She's doing labor around the studio to pay for them, essentially. That's actually so good at dancing. And she's like, she says she has a thing. I forget, maybe that's later. The point is Saturday's the day of the talent show. And then Gallery is like, bitch, who cares about the talent show? The whole reason we're doing talent shows is to get the chance to record a demo. And we're doing that with Jackal anyway. I don't care about the talent show. And they're like, we kind of still care about and the talent show. And she doesn't consult them about it. No, that's the big thing. That is the, the real villain of this movie is kind of, it's kind of like fame. It's kind of like a fall of Caesar movie though. It's like their own, their own things get in the way of their friendship and their girl power. And that's the obstacle. Jackal really isn't the Jack, The Jackal's not an obstacle. Yeah, so she just agrees to it really without like letting them all talk about it. And they're like, I mean, I guess... Sure, and I think maybe Dorinda brings up that she has... She's busy. She's busy. There is auditions for this thing called Gold Medal Crew at the, the thing, and she said she's going to help There's out. There's a dance troupe. She has to help out with the auditions, so that's something And that either happened already or happened and later, but... someone, they make rude comments about her always being busy. Like, they're mm-hmm. always like, where do you always have to run off to? And I'm like, okay, foreshadowing, but... So, what happened... Oh, and so this is... This they is... head out, and Galleria is wearing cheetah sunglasses that I bought on Almost Identical. Oh, yeah, yeah, because there's... A, there, I think in the scene where she was talking to the guy... Later, she like put on sunglasses and stormed away. And then this one, she pulls out cheetah sunglasses and walks away. And then Chanel or this Aqua, is a good joke. Or Chanel Aqua just goes, "When did she get new sunglasses? Like she what?" Pulls it. <laughs> and I um, did buy replicas. But of so th- this is when the movie lost me on this. Is like then we do a montage of her at school Galleria. Just constantly being like, oh, she talks to like the school newspaper because they want an interview. Be like, oh, when we get the movie deal, get some exclusive rights. She and goes crazy with fame because everyone knows they met with Jacqueline. Now they're the talk of the school. You see her starting off at a full lunch table of everyone interested to hear her mm-hmm. story. There's girls coming up to them all with little, I noticed little cheetah accents. Like the newspaper girls have like cheetah headbands, like cheetah. That I think that was before they agreed to the demo thing, but yes. She has adoring fans. And then you slowly see her start to get crazier and crazier and like be walking into the newspaper office and do like a little like crazy like one finger kiss and go hand them a headshot and go I'll send this for you later and I'm gonna need final approval on those photos so she's kind of going crazy and then you see the, the montage is like the lunch table and she's telling the same Jackal Jackson she's like and then Jackal said ha ah, that's a classic Jackal like the way that people brag the lunch the people around them are dwindling and dwindling and dwindling and you see like dough and Aqua like mocking her and like mouthing because they know exactly what she's going to say. Yeah, but the thing that gets me, and this is why I lost me, is that nothing has happened yet. They haven't recorded the demo. They had one meeting with Jackal and she's full of herself. All you had to do to solve this was to, in that montage, put in some scenes of them working with Jackal to show that time is progressing. Because at the end of this montage, it still seems like it's the next day. Yeah, I guess And they already, that. as the montage, we come out of the montage and the three girls meet in a stairway and someone has put up a giant wall of posters that's like, we're sick of the Cheetah Girls. Visit this website and talk about how much you hate the Cheetah Girls. And they're like, we, we already have a, bashing, have a bashing website, which, wow, that's a 2000 statement. And I was like, and also the, who they built got those posters this? up so fast. And who, who built a website in ostensibly a few hours? Printed. And so they're like, okay, Gallery, like you said, Gallery has gone mad with power and fame. You need to talk to her. You're 
You're her best friend. Let's be real. Aqua kind of comes at Chanel because yeah. I think they're two like that fiery. is that is the one thing they give Aqua. She is never afraid to speak her mind. Yeah, she is very outspoken. The two fiery ones are kind of Galleria and Aqua, and they mm-hmm. butt heads. And Aqua kind of gets in Chanel's face and is like, "You need to handle this. You said you would handle this. You're making a bunch of excuses for her. You need to talk to her." And I just like wrote a really sweet note that I I like I always really related to Chuchi, and then I used the crying emoji. I felt like I I she was my favorite Chuchi girl, and I always really related to her, especially in the books. And I just felt like I was always that friend that had to like go talk to someone. And she's in a really hard position. And it made me really sad because like she's there really mad at her, but she like understands Galleria and doesn't want to like rock the boat. And it's just like, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, Female friendships are so complicated. I mean, it's so wonderful. Well, I think it's all, yeah, it's just like also a general friendship thing. They're like, you know, all good a, friends and it's- It can be hard to tell your friend, hey, you're being an asshole. Yes. And this is where she goes full asshole. She says, she's like, I'll talk to her when the time is Sorry, right. I draw the line. I'll talk to her when the time is right. We cut to the auditorium where they did their that number and for Drinka. And there's a guy doing a stand-up routine and she's like coaching him. And you only hear the, fir- the, like, the last the, part of this joke. Yes. So you only hear the punchline and you'll hear it again later and you never get what the it's joke is. It's something about a bird or a pterodactyl yes, or something. Yes, a pterodactyl noise. I don't know. So he's performing. And then she's like, okay, Cheetah Girls, you're up next. And they go down to rehearse. And then she's like, great. By the way, Drinko, you got that we're not in the talent show anymore. They're just going to use this as like rehearsal time. Yeah, and she's like, what? And she's like, yeah, Jacqueline needs us in the studio that day. So we're not going to be making it to the talent show. We are going to take this opportunity to rehearse. And then she's just like, no, "No, you're not. I'm not going to let you do that. Oh, please. Well, thank you when we're on tour next week or something. I was like, on tour? You're recording a demo. You're not even like recording an album or anything. What are you talking about, Raven? This is like Caesar before he was stabbed. Is it? It feels more like it's Caligula. Like (laughs) she's gone fully insane. Caesar just got a little too big for his britches. Caligula was like banging horses or whatever. And like, (laughs) was he fiddling over and burned? Whatever. He was one of those. That's Nero. Yeah. Yeah. The point is, she's like, she like... God, we just sounded so smart there. Let's save that one for the archives. She steps to Drinka, which is was always a mistake. This you do not, not... You do not mess with <laughs> with Drinka champagne. She also just feels so adult. She like squares up to this teacher and is mm-hmm. like, you know, like opportunities knocking and we all know like how fast like it can go away. Like, but you need to capitalize on Yeah, that's what she says. She's Basically like, calling she's like, her out for being a one-hit wonder. Yes, which I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and Drinka gets a look on her face as if she's just been fucking smacked. Yeah, she, no, and, no, and no, then no, she no, looks I, I disagree. Pissed. She was just like, oh, we're doing this, huh? <laughs> like, if this were another movie, she would have just, like, dropped what she was holding and been like, all right, I guess we're this is happening. We're squaring up, we're squaring up. It was like, yeah, the, the, it was a heated, heated moment. And I forget exactly what she says to her, but it's just something like, again, it's it's almost all subtext where she's just like, you don't understand the mistake you're making right now with like the way you're acting. It's almost like a prophetic, like, wait till you reap what you sow. She knows that what's going to this girl. And then she's like, cheetah girl, out, electric, what is the name of the other guys? I don't know. I don't know. Electric Chaos, something like that? Yes. The perfect name for a band with a white rapper. It's well, it just makes me think of Electric Sonic Mayhem, Chaos. which is the band from the Muppets. Sonic Chaos, that's it. Because there's a DJ and a rapper. Um, so she's like, Cheetah Girls out, Sonic Chaos in, let's rehearse. And as they're walking away, Dorinda's like, well, I got to go practice to a gold metal crew to run the... She doesn't say that, but she's like, I got to practice. And she's like, okay, well, Dorinda, before you go... Um, yeah. This well, is powerful Well, she stuff, says, man. Well, Trudy says, we're still going to rehearse... But you can go anyway because it's mostly going to be singing. And I know you don't really sing. Um, and also here, I want to take this. 
and she hands her a piece I of paper. Cut out. I cut out some outfits that maybe you could wear. Because she also had said this to the mom in the cabin. Like, if Dorinda's wearing the same outfit that she always wears, I'm going to punch her or something like that. She's like, that maybe you could wear for our media, <laughs> so our demo bad. recording. So bad. And this is where she lost me. Because I was like, I can get what you're saying, Emma, about the whole, like, fame went to her head. And, like, that's why she's acting like that. She is... Just being an asshole. She's treating oh, she's her closest friends like they're not people to her. Oh yeah, now like she's they are dumb asshole. on the bottom of her shoe. Yeah. Like that's it. Like yes. she's like they are the that's dog the poop point. she stepped that's in. That's the point. I know, I mean, and I just can't get behind it. I just can't I, do yeah, it. Yeah, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to. She's. I'm just saying. You know, I'm just saying. I can't get behind that she got there already because nothing okay. has happened. That in makes journey. a point. That's yes. a good point. I'm but saying had they had they had some success at this point, I would buy it. Guys, this for this episode, there's too much men talking. Let's <laughs> take it down a notch, Luke. Um, keep in mind, you do not matter. Um, but yes, that's the point. She's now becoming a r- raging asshole. And then she looks at, and I thought, like, I got a shiver down my goddamn spine when she did the, here are some outfits. And then she takes it a step farther and goes, you've been looking toe up. I literally said it out loud at the same time Dorinda says it back. She goes, toe up? (laughs) They say it as if they're delivering like Shakespeare. But it is like that is such an offensive thing to say to someone. You are looking tore up. And then she's like, well, how about this for tore up? And she tears tears the paper paper right in front of her. And I was like, that's good prop work, Dorinda. That was great prop work and it's a great pun. But it's still, I was like, that was like, I was like, that is fucking rude. I, I was taken then, aback by Raven, that phrase. Raven tries to like play it off like she didn't just get absolutely owned by Dorinda after being a massive asshole. She's just like, oh, well, I guess she's some you people. You cannot tell your friends they look tore up. No, no. It's battle around. Aqua, as Raven walks away, she's like, Aqua's like, Chuchi or Chanel, whatever. The time is now. No, but, Aqua is something that also sent a shiver down my spine. Oh, yeah, Where yeah. she squares up. She's a tall girl and Adrian mm-hmm. Balon is very small. And she goes. They also almost throw hands And she goes, Miss Chanel. And I was like. <laughs> addressing someone as miss i was like she in a disrespectful way. way i was like i was like whoo i said aqua is not out here to play aqua is not out here to play as much as they did not give her an arc or character development aqua did not come to play no she didn't then chanel like kind of gets it like she and then like aqua like blows past her and chanel's kind of standing alone and she's like fuck this it is, is it is time it is time and chanel's now it is time but also you have to understand like there's an inner conflict here chanel's in a bad spot but it is also time for us to take a break. So we'll growl back at you in a bit. That was the best you came up with? Yeah, what do you got? We'll growl go right back. We'll, we'll growl back at you in a second. What is that a pun on? Come back at you? I don't need to explain myself to you. We'll be oh, back in a second. I'm going to go snort some growl powder. <laughs> That's not how cheetah sounds. I actually don't know what cheetah sounds like. It's not the sound effect they use. No, that's definitely a tiger or a lion or something. So a quick bit of catch up. So when Chanel was talking to her mom about talking to Galleria's mom, Dorothea, about letting them go, she said, I'll make it up to you. We can have a shopping day. And she's like, okay, that sounds great. Love spending time with my mom. And so Chanel has just been 
you know, put in a tough spot. She's not having a great day. She comes home hoping that her mom is going to be there, obviously, for their planned shopping day. And this is something they bond over, fashion. Fashion. And she gets into the beautiful loft and she sees that there's a note on the counter saying, uh, Luca got me, is his name Luke or Luca? I, I believe know. it's Luca, but probably a little long dick. <laughs> Um, <laughs> surprise me. Like fancy dick. Um, he is, got me tickets to a Broadway show and I just couldn't say no here. And she leaves her credit card. Go have fun. Yeah. And Chanel's like, oh, I'll have fun already. Oh, no. Also important to note is there's a P.S. Pick up Poochie. And from, from your dad. From your dad's. And I was like, wait, where are either of those characters? Yeah, literally, literally. And why is Chanel never at the dad's? Um, okay, so then there's an amazing revenge oh. shopping montage. Also, man, we're just dropping all the plot points with her. She also, in that conversation, said that Luca proposed <gasps> that... Oh, we totally yeah, forgot we, about Luca this. Luca proposed that they move to France to live with This is him. not in the letter. This was when this they was were earlier. talking this earlier. Was earlier. And Chanel and obviously... she brings was, it up over face masks. And yeah. like a terrible mother goes, what do you think about France? And she's like, to visit? She's like, or like, to live. And just like drops the bomb on her 14-year-old daughter that she wants her to move to France. Which like as an adult, that sounds fucking dope. Yes. But as a 14-year-old, you, you have your friends and your two And you just started high school and you don't speak a word of French. And <laughs> there's a lot of barriers. You're very small. You have no, <laughs> no money. <laughs> um, so yeah, they bring up this dad and I was like, why doesn't she just go to live in dad? With the dad. With the dad. And then the mom can go to France and bone whoever she wants with a baguette. Um, a baguette is a penis in that metaphor. Great. So she's like pissed about this. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go have a good time. And yeah, she so she was already card. teed off at the mom for the moving to Paris thing. Yeah. That was already. So this this feels justified. And then we have the iconic song of the la 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 don't bother me. I'm too busy having fun. All right. I'm gonna no, no, we're good. I'm gonna have we're fun. Good. That's we're what I'm gonna do. Stop. Stop. An iconic 2000s bop and it's a revenge shopping montage of her bobbing around with a bunch of clothes and bags. You get the picture, folks. Then what happens is she goes, she feels bad about what happened with Doe and like what Raven said to her. So she goes to the apartment that they dropped her off at with all Wait, these bags. T.O., important note. While she was shopping, she sees this, like, vest that is cheetah print. Cheetah print. And she's like, I gotta, she's like, gotta swipe that up immediately. So then she's like, yeah, I gotta go check in with Doe, see how, make sure she's a chill. And she goes to the apartment complex with the doorman, and she, like, goes to walk in, and he's like, whoa. And she's like, oh, I'm here to see Dorinda mm, Green? I don't know. I don't know what Chanel's last name is. Or Aquas. I just know Galleria's. Mrs. Bosco. Is it Bosco? Is her Chanel Bosco? Chanel Simmons. Uh, Aquanette Walker. Okay. Dorinda Thomas. Okay. Thomas. I don't know where I got green from. He's like, there's no Thomases that live here. And he's like, Dorinda Tom- Thomas. You're just like this tall. Blonde. Always blonde, with a dance bag. Dance bag. He's like, oh, that girl. Go around the corner and buzz the... Uh, Super's super apartment. apartment. He's like, go around to the alley and buzz the super apartment. Yeah. And Chanel's obviously Which confused. is not... For those of you who might be confused, not like an awesome, very big apartment. It's the building super's apartment. It's yeah, in a, New York, they have superintendents. It's so. not a super apartment, which would be a cool place to live. It's the super superintendent's apartment. Yes. That was mostly a joke, but I'm just like very like, oh, that's a good point, Luke. You should well, explain no, what a superintendent. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> if you sometimes, who knows? You could be listening in a rural area or in not in America. We call them supers. Maybe that's you fair. Call them it's just like else. I was mostly a joke, and Maybe I was like, no, good point. Else. Good point. Landlord, man, building manager like, sure she goes around buzzes and a i think the little girl first yeah 
a little girl opens the door. She's like, hi. No, no, no. No, the mom does? The mom does. Oh, the mom does. I thought she gets the mom and then the mom gets her. Or maybe. Um, who the fuck cares? Yeah, whatever. Mom opens the door and she's a black woman. And she's like, oh, hey, I'm here to see Dorinda, but I don't think... she. Uh, Chanel immediately is like, oh, I have I'm in the, the wrong, wrong place. House. Right in the wrong because place. Because I think she sees the daughter as well. And there's a little girl who's like... I guess, you know, it could be a late in life, but like, she's very young. She's like six or seven and, and a also terrible actress. A terrible actress. <laughs> but she's like 20 and she's black as she well. She's doing she her sees... lines for cookies that they were holding her. She's like, can I do this? <laughs> like, hey, Dorinda, who's your friend? <laughs> it's really bad child acting. It's not And true. they blew all their budget on Raven. But here's the thing. So they, she sees this small black girl who's like much younger than Dorinda. And then she goes up to the older black woman it's like mom and she's like oh and chanel just assumes like oh i'm sorry i must have the wrong house You're of, i'm like, the wrong place for of my white friend yeah and she's like i was looking for a white person <laughs> and she's like um i was here to see my friend dorinda but i got the wrong spot and the woman stops and she goes no 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 she's here don't worry like dorinda and calls up to her and doe comes running down the stairs and she's like shocked to see chanel and now we enter what needs to be entered into both of their oscar reels like i it this is a very good good scene mm-hmm. and i can't even make too much fun of it because no, there's nothing to make fun of. I mean, really it's, maybe, it's maybe a little overacted, but it works. The one line that I do want to call is we're all mixed up in this jiggy jungle together. Yeah, because yeah, so, so Dorinda walks down the alley and is like, uh, yeah, so like, what's going on? And so she's like, Chanel's like, uh, no, what's going on with this whole situation? Why didn't you tell us you live somewhere else? What yes. is this? And she's like, um, like, I just was afraid you guys would know. And Chanel jumps that like so. Chanel's making a lot of assumptions. Chanel's like, so you didn't want to tell us you were half black. It's not that big a deal. We're all mixed up in this jiggy jungle. I'm every kind of Latina you can be, and all that stuff. And I was like, why would you assume that that's what she was hiding? She didn't let her finish, and she's like, like, you didn't want us to know you were black. And I was like, what? <laughs> Which is yeah, crazy. And then to say after that, it's okay. You don't want us to know you're half black. Then to follow that up with, we're all mixed up we're in this jiggy jungle together. This jungle. I was wait, like, wait. and then rightfully so, Dorinda goes, "No, you I, don't get it." I want like one of those coexist bumper stickers, but instead it says, "We're all mixed up in this jiggy jungle, jungle together." together. And different animals. Different and, animals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but rightfully, there's a little bit of heat, and this is well acted by both of them now mm-hmm. at this point. Dorinda especially. She goes, no. Yeah, during this fit. She goes, no, you don't get it. I'm not half black. I'm not white. I don't know what I am. I'm a foster kid. Mrs. Bosco is my foster mom. My mom gave me up. She did not want me. I was given up as a baby and I've been in the foster system. And we only get to live here because Mr. Bosco is the super. Mm-hmm. And she's like crying and it's very, very powerful. And like, it's good. we kind of, it just comes out like the reason she wears the same outfit. She doesn't have money for new clothes. She's always running off because she has to work at the dance studio right. to pay. But also, like, is the performing arts school free? Like, That's how another do you question afford I have. that? Maybe that. she's on scholarship. I that would have been fine because she's obviously very, very talented. But I was just like, it's in a public school? What is going on? I literally just said, I was like, Disney does not do it like this Disney doesn't anymore. do this anymore. I thought this was so good. You see her like legitimately being upset. Chanel legitimately starts crying with her mm-hmm. and is comforting her and is like, "We don't. You think we would care that you don't have money? Like, it, it, it is so good and such a real. Scene. It makes them feel like real people. And it makes them feel like real people and like with real problems. Real, real, yes, and like touching on something that's like a real 
problem. Like, it's not just, like, not making cheerleading team or, like, some stupid shit that Disney makes a fucking issue in these movies now. Like, this mm-hmm. is a real thing. Being scared that your friends People's are going to judge you. People, people, being scared that your friends are going to judge you because you can't afford the same things. High, like, I don't know. I just thought it was so good. And also, this is another thing that made it feel like more of a real movie. Like, this, Disney doesn't touch stuff well, also, like this Also, to be fair, Disney does, deserves not all of the credit because, I mean, it's based on a book. Yeah. yeah and but I think true. the fact that they kept that in the from the book is... I'm saying even just touching it. Yes. And having them like go there because yes. usually as so we were saying like in these movies someone's dad is fucking dead and they say it in like passing mm-hmm. they're like yep that's my dad blew up on a spaceship we're um, gonna have one scene where I'm vaguely yeah, sad about bad. it and but then move the on. vaguely sad meaning I'm just staring out my window like these girls are crying and she is holding her. She's like, my mom didn't want me. Like, it is acted. It's not just like, yeah, you know what? Both my parents are dead. I've been an orphan for years. Like, every, like everyone in Disney Channel comes from weird hardships a lot of the time. But they don't, like, ever express real acted emotion about it. They're just like, this is my backstory. Here it yep. is. I really liked it. I said, Loki Schnell is the hero of this movie. She was really sweet comforting her. And I just think if Disney is listening, which I know they are not. I think I we should take bigger risks and do stuff like this more and not be afraid to have a scene where... So what you're saying you is know, they shouldn't make zombies movies anymore where no, they don't they do that. There's a room for zombies and descendants, but there's also room for some stuff like this is what I'm saying. So... All good. All that's all. We great. go to the sleepover now. Yeah. So which, which again, I do have a problem with the pacing of this movie. Luke is right. I think it it appears to happen all over four, the course of four days at most. It moves rapidly, and at the end of the yeah, Dorinda as, as Chanel in- scene. We literally hear Dorinda be like, hey, don't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready. Like, it's my story to tell, obviously. Like, can you please not tell anyone? Smash cut to a sleepover between Galleria and Chanel. Because as we say, time has no meaning. Time has no meaning. They're, that I, I assume this is that night. It's they, impossible. It's not that. clear. But it's that night... And this is where Chanel is kind of taking um, Mustard's Last Stand and is going to... Do you want to take another shot at that? Isn't it Mustard's Last Stand? Custer. Oh. General Custer. <laughs> that was a hot dog place on my college campus. <laughs> wow, that's sad for sorry, you. Sorry, sorry. To keep that in because that's where that... You just, of, to quote Emma five seconds ago, you just sounded so smart right there. One of those things was really important to me. It was clearly a hot dog stand. But she's kind of making her last stand... This she's this sleepover alone with Gallery and is like, all right, I gotta speak, I gotta do what the other girls are asking me to do, I gotta talk to her, and she's acting crazy. And she's kind of like, hey, um, you showed me this CD of all those songs you put together, and like you're front and center. Oh, like, I forgot about this. <laughs> this terribly it's like a photo. It's a Photoshop thing of them all, and it's like seventy percent Raven. Yes, there are ten each of the other ones, which is a metaphor for this entire movie franchise in general. But we'll get into that later. Both in a meta meta sense and not. It, life imitates art, folks. Yeah. Um, she's kind of like, yo, like you're getting a little out of control. Can you please rein in? And this is where I thought they gave you good ex. I do agree she goes too over the top because I do think Raven has the problem in this movie for needing to be a lot of things. She's supposed to be the main character, except for I guess maybe splitting that with Adrian, and the villain in a way. She kind of needs to become the villain at a certain point, but then she's also the funny one. Like, she's doing all of she's that doing in of one comedy. character. It, like, who else is... Like, Keely has a little bit of comedy. They like, But Raven has to do all of those things. So I do get that, like... but So that's what you're saying. Like, when they play that mania for comedy, which they probably shouldn't, but, like, they have to use her for comedy because, like, Dorinda's funny. not bringing jokes. So it's like, they kind of use her for that. So then it's like, she seems crazy. But here she just seems rational. She's like... 
I just want to make it work. I want to get us this deal. I just got to get everybody in line. Like you see her type anus being the driving force of like oh. the micromanagement. <laughs> you said type anus, but it sounded like you said anus. Well, she's being an anus. She is an, she's she's aware she's being an anus. She's aware. That's she she's, seems self-aware here, where she never but seems like, self-aware. But like, that's my thing is that like you can be self-aware that you're being a bit of an anus, but also like you don't need to treat people like that. Yeah, no, that's, like that's not not all you have to all you have to say to her is what you're doing isn't helping. I understand you're the reasoning behind it. But just the way you're not doing it, the way you're doing going about it is wrong. And that's the problem. I'm not saying I agree with her behavior. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that's the explanation behind her behavior. Then, you know, Chanel's kind of like, oh, because she gets kind of silenced again. And like, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, because Galleria's really confident and forceful and kind of talks her down. And she's like, it'll be fine once all this is over. Basically, they kind of get more into a heated discussion of like, you got to like, cool with some of this stuff you know, Dorinda is a foster kid, that she can't afford these clothes. So almost immediately after promising her that she would not tell everyone, she tells Galleria, who hours ago called her tore up, like yeah. who was a bitch to her Maybe for wearing the same outfit. Assumedly an hour, hours ago hours again, time has no meaning. But it's like, that it was not a great look yeah, for Not show. a great look for her. Also, this doesn't come back. I was expecting a big blow up where yeah. she's like, you told her. Luke said this during the break, but this movie is very tight. Like there's not a lot of extra scenes. Like they trimmed the fat on this Yeah, this movie's a tight hour 30, but it flows like butter. Like it just spread out perfectly. It's great. Also then Dorothea walks into the sleepover with a full face of makeup and hair done to the gods. Yet again, at what is assumedly 11 p.m. at night. And she also has some handcuffs very clearly in her pocket because... a silky, lacy robe. She's in basically lingerie underneath that robe. I was like, I literally said she's going to own that Italian man's ass later. Because it's his turn to wear the handcuffs tonight, Emma. Um, oh, is it? Jackal time. It's jackal time. We'll get down. So they're, they're all back at the offices of Jackal Johnson, at Def, Def, Duck, Duck. Record, Def Duck Records. And they're all sitting around this uh, circular table, and the camera's doing, like, a camera spin around <laughs> around them all for emphasis. And there's this lady who we've never met before who is, like, their market research person, yeah, a, a, I think. Yeah, a severe older woman with bangs. And then we also, there's we never mentioned Jackal's sidekick, but... He's there for a two-joke gag, Men Do Not Matter, where he just goes, the jackal likes this, and that's it. <laughs> oh, also, he will occasionally go schedule, and someone will hand him a palm And that's that, the, the sidekick, yeah. usually. Jackal's chains are plentifying as his hair is thinning. He's wearing what appear to be women's pumas um, with track pants. That's how you know he's the villain there, and not Yes, they, they are pumas. And he looks like an extra in Too Fast and Too Furious. Those are the things <laughs> I have for He Jack. does look like the street racer at, yes. the, be- street racer at the beginning yes. of Too Fast and Furious. Oh, well, Fast and Furious movies. So, or a guy in like Grand Theft Auto that you hit with your car. That's the energy he's giving me. Yes, I'm a from your wide, vast knowledge of Grand that, Theft Auto. I, I took a lot to get that joke. <laughs> it was like a lot of effort to remember the name of that video game, to remember what happens in it. Um, Even though what happens in it is right in the name. The la- market research lady is like, We've found that the most penetratable... Penetratable. Not a good enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. Use penetrate. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, vulnerable group to target right now is like youths that are around your age. So if we come at them with like a new fresh pop group, we're going to make so much money. But we're not going to do it as the cheetah girls. And they're like... Indeed, but we like the animal vibe. Yes. Endangered species are big right now. Yes. That's the vibe. And what's even more big right now, apparently, is animal masks. Because... Whoever in props, and by props, I mean a PA who was given 20 bucks on a trip to Hobby Lobby. Whoever made these masks... 
actually did a good job because if they're supposed to be horrible. Yeah, no, I think he did a good job because he's been having these nightmares. <laughs> he's seen them in his nightmares many a time. Because I don't know with like in the script it put these are all horrifying, but mm-hmm. if that was the direction, mission accomplished, good sir. These things are atrociously terrifying. Yeah, and so what's crazy is they're like endangered species are hot, what's happening, which is kind of a messed up thing to say if you think about it. But he's like, so Galleria, you're gonna stay a cheetah, and I was like, "That's not well, an endangered, cheeto, not, not an endangered species, not Luke, an again, endangered species." Again, about the animals. And then he's like, "Aqua, you're going to be a seal because this of one the was ocean. especially horrifying. Horrifying because they gave it like a walrus whiskers, mustache, whiskers. which is not a seal trait, as far as I'm aware. And then someone's a panda, which <laughs> is not despite Dorinda's a panda. Dorinda's a panda. And then the other one is a snow leopard from the far north, despite the fact they're from Asia, which doesn't make any sense. And also, too similar to the cheetah, the mastiff. <laughs> Why don't I just make them all cats? Like, they didn't want them to all be And then they announced that they're going to be called Global Get Down. And they play some of, like... And then this was a good line. He goes, the letter G is huge, too. <laughs> we got this figures from a man on Sesame Street. Um, <laughs> the count. No, he does numbers. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Uh, good swing. Um, can't win them all. Can't win them all. Um, <laughs> so we did. Play, I just try to make it. So he plays them a bit of the song they want them to sing, and it's I'm like not even do it correctly. It's he plays them a bit of the song they're supposed to sing, and we it's, go all around the world. It's like techno. We go all around the world. Can't stop. Nobody knows. The fact you're singing this one so on top of it is sad. I know every single one. But it's barely a song in this. But so lives in my mind. They're like so they're like looking around. They're like uh, this sucks. This not a fan of this one. And the gallery is like whoa 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 jackal jackal listen. I'm I get that you got a whole vibe going, but maybe check this out. And this is another iconic performance. Put your hands up if you know that you're a star. Yes. You never stand up and you're a star. All right, that's enough, Emma. They know what you're Girl, singing. Power, they know what they're singing, Emma. Power. We get it. Thank you. Anybody wants my cassettes, just hit me up. I'll email you. Um. Oh, God. Please let that be lost media. Please let that not exist somewhere. <laughs> um, This is great. This is the other time that they do some serious choreo that I remember lo- trying to learn this dance. They play this is a music video as well. They also do the in-sync, get your time with the camera. Um, mm-hmm. This also is a very weird set, this yeah, record it's like- studio. It's recording. <laughs> it, it's very Luke. It Luke doesn't get the reference, but it's very Josie and the Pussycat Dolls. That, I've like, seen evil, that movie. Uh, you've seen that movie. It's yeah. like that evil recording yeah, it's company. Like, aren't where they it's trying all, to take over the minds of people with yes, the cat ears? Yeah, which is an but, insane plot. But it's like all that set design where it's like that's kind of like cartoony, almost like. Sterilized. I was going to say it's like a supervillain layer yes, in a way. Yes, yes. And like, so they go into a corner of the supervillain layer, and Jackal and everybody sits at a table and watches them. But then it cuts to the music video view, and it's clearly a much bigger set. It's not just the one wall. But they wall keep cutting back to Jackal Jansen nodding, but you can tell they made him do so they could play it as a music video because yeah. they couldn't let like his expression couldn't spoil the plot of this film. Well, no, because he doesn't matter because he's a yeah, man. he's a man. So they do this amazing performance. There's no point in summarizing it. Watch it. It's great. And they're like, see, that's what we're going for. And he's like, cool, but back to global get down. And they're like, and Galleria and Raven gives a good line. He's like, don't you like what we just did? Yeah, she's like, don't you like what you just did? You can see, you feel the care in her voice. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh yeah, it was great, but I already sold the record company on this idea. So we, I can't, I'm not selling them Cheetah Girls. I'm selling them global get down. Mm -hmm. And like, and so she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think that means... We're, we're done here. We're, we're out. There's also another beat where they talk about the masks and they're like, how do we sing in these? And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, oh my yes. goodness. Like, 
And then lip sync. And she's like, we don't lip sync. Mm -hmm. That was a big point of contention. That she's like, well, the Cheetah Girls do not lip sync. I also think that after their performance, he's like, listen, the Global Get Down is going to make so, so, so much money. And then she's like, well, it doesn't matter. It's not who we are. And she goes to leave. And none of the girls leave either. And they're like, they don't um, follow her. They're like, um, actually, we're very interested in making a lot of money. And we'd appreciate it if you like talk to us. But because you didn't, we're defo staying with Jackal. You well, this was go. the scene where Aqua then gives another fucking banger yes. of a line. She goes, you shook the shell. She goes, you didn't handle this. Now I will. Mm. And she goes, you didn't, you like, we are a group. We make decisions together. And we're going to sit here and like, basically saying you can't, it's not like you get to say I'm out and we all walk out with you like your little flunkies. So that's where Aqua has, a, does have a really good moment. Um, but then fucking Raven snaps back. I, re- I guess you really, she's like, she's like, yeah. Fine, whatever. And I guess you really need this dough, like to Dorinda. Like, oh, don't you remember she say that? that? No. And she says something to her, like, oh, and I kind of get it. Like, you really need this because you know how it's nice to make fun of people for being foster kids. Uh, yeah. And know. for needing money. Oh yeah. Also, I don't know if it's come up yet, but that um, gold medal crew thing. She did the audition. She was supposed to just help run it, but then like they were like, hey, you're really too. talented. You should come with us. You'll make a lot of. You'll make money. Um, but then she's like, but then I can't do the Cheetah Girls. I think she's brought that up, but no one cares. It really doesn't go anywhere. It's, she, she literally goes, you need this. And I was like, that is harsh, harsh. And we're supposed to be on her side because technically she's right. We don't want to sell out to the man, but that is like a horror. Well, here's the thing, Emma. As we've said before on this show, they're both right and they're both wrong. Yeah. Because they're right. She should consult them. They should talk about this. Maybe they don't. Maybe they do just want to make a lot of money. Because that's the thing. Jackal's right. They will make, make a ton a lot of, money. of money. They will achieve everything they set out to have achieved. But it won't be the but, cheater's but it's way. Just, exactly. It won't be Galleria's way. It won't be Galleria's. They're both right and they're both wrong. And we know Galleria's right because we're the audience and we've been watching this. So we want the cheater girls to become famous, successful and famous. I don't know the Galleria's right. But I know Dorothea's right. <laughs> and I know that Dorothea is advising Galleria. And I put my trust in her. So that happens and it's... Fucking terrifying. Who, but then they break, who sees the girls in the lobby? Well, is that so Chanel? I think she leaves and then Jackal's like, okay, girls, don't worry. They're, we can yes, get some right, right. filler in. Galleria leaves and then Jackal's like, okay. And they're like, oh my God, what happens now? And he's like, we can always, we can find somebody else to fill right. our spot. And then they all walk out. The, th- the three of them. Galleria doesn't see so this. Galleria That's left. important. Galleria left. And there's just a line. And again, I don't know how he assembled all these young girls that quickly, but there's just a massive line of like 13, 14 year old girls in the four lobby. Four girl, girl groups. Four girl groups. And this is where like, they kind of realize, oh snap, we have an amazing opportunity here because we could be just like them. There's a million girls who want to be rich and famous in the world yeah. and who can carry a tune and dance. Like, yeah, and we're not special. And like, he doesn't see a special like, thing in us. He's just using us. Exactly. And it's an amazing scene of where they realize like, it's both impressive because they're like, we've made it this far, but also like, they, we mean nothing. Like, yeah, we it's, mean it's nothing. horrifying He didn't in a way. see us and go, oh my God, they're the best singers and dancers around. He's just looking for warm bodies. That yeah, can which feel. is weird because he, why did he feel the I need to know. call them out at the know. school as the cheating girls? Also, I but I did like, I did like the Disney costume design of the fact that like so the cheetah girls are all wearing cheetah as per usual like they always have those accents on so then the four girl groups like there's just clumps of four girls down in the line they they all have like weird accents that cement them as a group like one group of girls just in different colored furry vests one group of girls is just in headbands like they all have to have like a, a thing that the costume is like oh, i guess that group's gonna be um a hats hats give them hats, hats. like <laughs> they're the hat girls um and that felt these are the fedora girls yeah, those the trucker hat girls then we go back to Chanel's apartment. Chanel's apartment. This scene is Quick, also very powerful before, and terrified me. If I may set the scene though, 
the thing to set the scene is you log in and I don't know if, how I didn't notice it before. There's just a giant portrait of Chanel's mom on the wall. It's very sexy. It's sexy. It's This is like, I think she was expecting Luke to come by and she was like, I gotta put my sexy portrait out. Oh my God. But yeah, and like they, you see, you, you focus on it for a second and yeah, they show know, it to you. It's her like like leaning over and like she's wearing a covered shirt, but she's like presenting her yes, cleavage. Yes. But so you don't see it, but it's, it's suggest, suggestive. But there's, this scene terrified me as a child. Like, I, my mom for being this upset with me, like, the way they get into it. You can feel the friction. It, it is crazy. There's, like, tissue paper everywhere and the credit are, card bills. Hang on. Are we, I'm concerned. Are we making a funny show anymore? Or are we just talking about how good this movie I, I, I is? I haven't made a joke in hours. I don't know if this is uh, a funny show I don't think it's to. funny. Is this like a, is this like a Criterion collection yes. analysis of the Cheetah Girls? It's like, like a Ken Burns documentary. Um, I, would, I would listen to the Ken Burns, the Cheetah Girls, instead of Ken Burns, this the Civil is War. Emma Tyler. Listening to NPR, um, but they she walks in. There's like shit strewn everywhere. You can see the mom has pulled out the packages, and she goes, "What's up, ma?" Like kind of timidly, and the mom goes, "What's up? My credit card bill. That's what's up." Great fucking line. So pissed, and she's screaming at her. She, I trusted you. I gave you my card, and she's like, "I trusted you to like give a shit about me, and you've just been flying off with your rich French." Dick husband and like or not husband boyfriend even and you want to you want to move to Paris and like I didn't matter and then Adrian Milan gives a, dream, a line where she goes my dreams didn't matter and then so they're both going at it and then the scene breaks this I guess I'm actually sweating thinking about it then the scene breaks Adrian Milan then goes from screaming to crying where she goes and I've seen what it's like to not have a mom I love you. I, and then she's crying and then the mom immediately softens because she's her daughter crying and she goes wait wait who doesn't have a mom and then is the fight's immediately over because they've realized how much they love each other and is comforting her like a good mom which redeems her other shitty behavior well done Judy Falls. <laughs> well fucking done this is where I cried I cried at that and it was very very powerful it's rare that a film has two Oscar moments. The first yes. one is Dorinda, but this one is... That's why Chanel is the emotional core of the film. And it's also important... Chanel is the emotional core. She yes. ties together, keeps the other ones together. Mm-hmm. And this... She's the heart of the this team. This storyline is... Like, she has the two big emotional moments. And also, this moment is important because it redeems the mom. Because I hated the mom in the beginning. You know what I mean? And just that little thing of softening and not still being mad about your credit card mm-hmm. when you see how upset your kid is about something real. It. I will admit, this is like... The, like I th- think maybe the last time we see no i think we see the mom a bit later but they never resolve if they're moving to paris or not no. which upset me while i was watching i was like what's happening with that so raven is at the school in the auditorium she has a scene where she's playing the piano and singing to herself some slow song heath mick wait i actually wrote down i had a name for him i forgot what it was um, oh yeah, Hearth Letter, which is one, which is one letter off from Heath Ledger in both the one network. Hearth Letter. Hearth Letter comes up and is like, they hey, have a steamy moment. They have a steamy moment. Hey, you were right to not take Jackal Johnson's money. I want to. <sighs> the Cheetah Girls. I was always afraid like I was going to lose the Cheetah Girls. Another white man with a guitar has to give a speech about being a true artist, and not conforming. I'm like, shut up. I'm like, she doesn't need your bell. I hated this scene. I, I actually, that man should have been eye candy and eye candy. He also like insults the music yeah, that she writes. Yeah, like, yeah, he's like, oh. I don't need 
this white man with a guitar tell me what real music is. Like, he's like, it's that thing where like, she does an acoustic thing on the piano and he's like, that's, there it is, that's a real artist. Like, no, Cinderella is a fucking bop, sir. <laughs> Sorry, fucking idiots. She was always doing art. He's a jackass. It literally. I hate, I hate him. So yeah, that happens. I don't even, again, I really wrote. And I also just, I went in the middle, we've never even seen this white man perform and he's like. I don't know what like, his name he's is. Like, he's like, he's know. carrying a guitar and he's like, he's like, that's not real art. Like, here we are, like, like there you are, like doing real art. I'm like, real, I'm like, what do you do? And then I really what do reminded, you do, sir? what do you do? What is it? What are your chops? And then we see in two scenes, he's a fucking rapper with a band called Sonic Chaos. Who, Get the fuck out of here. Who maybe plays the guitar as a side You're not thing? Bonnie Iver, you piece of shit. Like, why was he carrying the Wait, guitar? Who? Bon Iver? Isn't it Bon Iver? Bon Iver. That was Bon Iver. You sound like a loser. I am. I don't know music. Um, but then why would you question me? Because I was genuinely confused. I thought it was Bon, bon Iver forever. Oh my god. So oh my god. he they have this dumb romantic scene. It's stupid. No one cares. Then we cut to Raven and her mom walking. And Raven is wearing an outfit. And I was like, I remember this yeah. outfit. And it's an all oh pink. Oh my god! It's an all pink tracksuit with cheetah spots and a matching cheetah spot pink headband. Then, Many layers. And this I, is I apparently like this is, okay, Luke. I know you said this is a set, but I don't think it is. No, man, I, I, I think, think they're cold because, and that's how I know that a lot. This actually, you know what, guys? Sometimes I say things. Luke doesn't believe me, and I can't fucking back it up. But I actually do have proof to back up this one. Not this specific scene, but I do know that they did film some of this stuff actually outside and in a real city because in multiple shots of them running to that meeting you can see their breath so they are not on the set they are outside and they are in a city and i don't know about this but this is definitely i think that it was freezing outside why else as a movie costume designer would you give like for the finale number girls 17 layer of clothes and like winter skiing headbands because it looks freaking fly, Emma. <laughs> it looks so good. No, it's when they're not now, not when they're by themselves. It's but when, cold. when they come together. Um, but like she's walking with her mom. They're in Toronto in the middle of apparently winter. Apparently, this is the day of the talent show, and she's like, "So what are you gonna do today, hon?" And she's like, "Well, I'm gonna go cheer on Hearth Letter at the, <laughs> at, the at the uh, talent show because he deserves it." And she's like, "That's very big of you, considering you're not participating in the talent show because your band has fallen through, mm -hmm. your dreams are crushed." Etc. And she's walking her dog. That's important. Toto's there. We also do get dropped in the scene that since she's feeling so down, the mom's like, why don't we go home and watch The Wizard of Oz, which is her favorite film. That's why the dog's name is Toto. And so then she's walking towards the school. And, and a, she sees in, a window. In, in the record store. I presume it's the same record yeah. store from the beginning. There is the poster for Global Get Down. And I was like, how quickly did they get this all up? The song is out. Yep. There's posters. I mean, it was in the can already. It was. And she's like, oh, God, it's all here. And they start playing the All Around the World song. And Toto hates it because he only likes Cheetah Girls music, as, our, as we all do. And he just takes off running. And she's like chasing after him like toto come back you're gonna hear something that's gonna blow your fucking mind for a second i'm sorry i was trying to figure out where this movie was filmed and i just looked at the production part of the wiki on this mm -hmm. do you know who was supposed to play aqua who solange knowles oh beyonce's little sister Ooh. hot dogs in the bag swag <laughs> that would have been weird that would have been even weirder that and matthew weird. knowles that asshole pulled her out so she's chasing after the dog what? 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 It was shot during October and November 2002 in... Toronto? Toronto, <laughs> Ontario, and Manhattan, New York City. They didn't oh, shoot so there, was some, there were some. There were some. But so, Chase After the Dog. It was also produced oh my God, by Whitney Houston. That doesn't surprise me at all. That's why there's so much fire. I mean, 
Drink a champagne is in a way has Whitney Houston. Whitney energy. wanted those those jokes in the script. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost like they wrote a character for Whitney Houston to play, and then she got couldn't do it. And she's like, I'm better than this Jones movie. Get someone else to do it. <sighs> so chasing after her dog. It runs into a construction site, and there's some- And then I wrote what? a note in all caps, oh. just dog in a hole. I also- Does someone say Emma, that? Emma, Emma, look at that. Does someone say dog in a hole? I also wrote dog in a hole. Does the cop say that? I don't know, but the important thing is she runs up to a cop, and he's like, excuse me, ma'am, you can't get past here. It's a construction site. She's like, also, no, my dog ran past you. You also saw Also, him. I said right there, the dog ran past, the cop saw her, she's screaming at the dog, that fucking bastard doesn't move. I no. said defund the cops. They can't catch Toto. And yeah, and what no, are they good for? Well, it's not even, that's not where I said it. I said it when he walks up, he sees the dog in the hole, and then he's like, ah, I gotta call backup for this one. And I was like, God, cops are useless, man. And then I said, you need backup. Put your long arms in the hole and get the dog. Like, at least make an attempt to see if anyone has a ladder or uh, I think <laughs> someone screams dog in a hole because Maybe. why else would I write that? Well, apparently, everyone in New York is enraptured by the story of a dog in a hole because... <laughs> Coming up at nine, there's so we cut to the uh, talent show and we see Sonic Chaos, which is Hearth Letters Band playing band some shit. Rapping no badly. No one cares. And like we also see this the stand-up guy. Again. We see the stand-up guy, but then like we cut to like news footage and there's like there's a dog in a hole, it's like guys. Breaking more in eleven news. dog in hole. Breaking, like it's like you know there's been like seventeen murders in New York today, but we gotta talk about this dog being they stuck in a hole. They have live in the scene and for dog in a hole. And they call it Toto Watch. It's a whole thing. <laughs> And they're like, we're going to cut the power so we can get this dog out, which I don't think they would do in New York. I don't think they would cut the power also, to get one like, dog again, out. like, just Cheetah Girls, why did we see that guy carrying a guitar if he was a rapper? I'm never going to let oh, that Oh, because go. we'll see you in a second, Emma. Oh, you're yeah, right. Yeah, we'll see you in a second. <laughs> but so, they, they needed that. That was it. You're but right. But so this is citywide news, and all of the girls see it on their respective televisions. Chanel right? is in the little salon with her mom. Yes. And they run out with still wearing curlers and foils. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Because they see Toto's in the hole. Dog in a hole. <laughs> there's actually just no more refined ways. No, there's a dog in a hole. It's just that. And guys, it's time to complete the greatest arc in all of television film history. Aqua shows up getting off of the, the subway. subway. Her, her story And she runs complete. up to Raven and she's like, where is Toto? And he's like, they're working on it. Wait, how did you get here? There's traffic. And then she's like, Aqua, did you take the subway for me? And she's like, I took it for Toto, but I've overcome my fear. And also, she is also wearing... The same tracksuit in blue. With no coordination to the plan. They hate each other still at this point, ostensibly. It's almost like those were the outfits they were going to wear at the talent show, but they're clearly outdoor jogging outfits. So I don't get that. Yeah, but so they, they, I had this note. They're cutting the power off, which cuts off the power to the talent show. To the talent show, thankfully. We don't have to hear any more of Sonic Chaos. But what's insane is then the power just comes right back on and it's tuned to the news. And so there, everyone in the auditorium... The screens that were displaying just a logo of Sonic Chaos yes. moments ago are now displaying the news. Yeah, because that's how that works. Because I, I like wrote, like, that's good screenwriting. That's why everyone leaves the auditorium to come see what's going on outside. But they felt like, no, they wouldn't know to instinctively leave. We got to include a news report. And then we meet the, the best character in the whole film who is the fireman who has crawled down into this hole. Also, can you talk about the way they're shooting Toto? Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> so Toto is in like wedged between some pipes or whatever and obviously they didn't have a camera big, small enough, like a good camera. The cameras are really big, you know? 
to fit down there and get good shots of him. So they could have stuck like whatever a 2004 equivalent of a GoPro is. It looks like it was shot on a Verizon chocolate. It looks like, <laughs> like the grainiest, most garbage and footage. And the camera footage goes from like beautiful shots of Raven and then it'll pan down and it's just shit footage of the, the dog. It's <laughs> so bad. So this fireman gets down there and he's like, I've cut some of the stuff. I think we can get him out, but he's not moving. Also, they're pumping oxygen into the hole, they say, because he's apparently running out of oxygen. He's not moving. Can you call <laughs> Can you call? <laughs> can you call? This dog rescue cost the city five million dollars. Easy. The, and then he, like he shut down a major street and a power grid. They, this would be a disaster. So I'm crying. And what's insane is like, guys, we're laughing about this, but the tension is palpable in the scene. It's let's not very let's not powerful. lie. So he's definitely. I, was si- I wasn't laughing during. No, no, I was we were silent. laughing during, but we're it's laughing about it now. It's almost funnier than no. It is. Like it's, it's funny I mean, when you're just reading it and you're like, "This is crazy." But Hindsight I was so, is twenty. But I was so into it at the moment. Now that I'm just reading it, I'm like, "This is so not that. This is so insane." So he's like, yeah, "I gotta get your dog out of here, but he won't move. Can you call to your dog?" Also, by the way, Dorinda and Chuchi show up. Did oh, you say that? I think we maybe mentioned Chanel. Dorinda shows up, and they're all wearing the same outfit, guys. They yeah. all did this. And yeah, they're, they're everybody. all the shoes are back together. So <laughs> he's like, you need to call to your dog to get him to come to get him out of the pipes. And she's like, Toto, Toto, come on. And he's like, it's not, not working. working. <laughs> Damn it, Kim. We've got a dog at home. He's like a frustrated <laughs> doctor over at our table, like, give me more. Like, he's like, he's like the guy that like throws the paddles. And like the, the patient's been dead for like 10 minutes. He's like, no, keep going. Yes. But, he's like, it's not working, damn it. And they're like, she then starts singing. She starts singing. I forget. The, Shoot the moon, not the, the rain, even ride a hurricane. And because Toto loves Cheetah Girls song, he just starts shaking. And the fireman's like, it's working. Keep going. We've got a pause. And so. They, the girls then, I actually said I got chills during this acapella moment, but I wrote a note that I did because I did. They all start singing and they're like, together we can shoot. And they're all like singing and clapping. And then he's like, more, more. And they get a little louder. And then guess what, guys? The whole crowd starts singing. <laughs> they start girls, clapping. And they're like clapping with them. And then they get the dog out and everyone's like, yay, awesome, wonderful. We did it. Did I get a tar here? Yes, because so then, as we said, they enter the alternate reality, which is music video reality. Yeah. Where, like, freaking Raven Simone's, like, on top of a bus and, like, this collapsed scaffolding. And yeah, Hearth Letter just walks out with a guitar and starts playing it, but does it because he's so clearly just waving his hands over random strings I'm on the guitar. It it's all. like, it's, it's awful. But then we, of course, get. One of the most iconic musical performances of a generation. Your sisters, we, we stand, stand together. We've already sung this. This was crazy. Also, do they forgive each other here, or is it the end of this number? Or do they go right into the number? I think they go... I think no, a bit, I, I think they I forgive think, each other. I think other. it's a bit of both, maybe. I think they forgive each other both before they start the number... No, I think maybe you're right because I think the song solidifies that they're sisters yeah, and they stand yeah, together they have, always. They reunite. There's a so before the the music video happens, before the Cheetah Sisters happens, there's a brief minute. And it's very tight where like they get the dog out and Gallery's like, "Thank you guys for coming," and she's like, "You know, we couldn't, we couldn't leave Baby oh, Toto." 
Yeah, there's also in that part where they're filming, she was just being like, please, everyone in New York, just help me get my dog. And I was like, why are you asking everyone, every member of New York City, dog at all? And so she's like, thank you guys so much, like, blah, blah, blah. You know, we couldn't couldn't leave baby Toto down there in that hole. And she's like, I saw the poster, like, I'm happy for you. Like, you took took Jackal's deal. Like, I'm happy for you. No hard feelings. No hard feelings. You're going to be amazing. And they're like, we didn't take that deal. Like, we'll have four other, like, floozies or whoever take it like we took we we told them like fuck off we're gonna do it the cheetah way or whatever but the cheetah girls are over how does this even get resolved oh no that's what it is is that like she says like the cheetah girls are over and they're all they're all like wait why are the cheetah girls over and then yes. she's like well you all hate me and you took that deal with jackson and they're like no we didn't we we're sticking with you we never like hated you we just wanted you to like talk to us about it and, and not make our decisions sweet here back to the criterion collection that aqua is like the fiery one means but she was the first one to forgive her yes she forgives her immediately and it's she like she feels strong about the emotions both yes ways. yes she's fiery but then they are all reunited and we go into the music yes. video and every each one of them shines dorinda lays down some sick moves she with like those street sweepers yeah, there's <laughs> street sweep and people join it i forgot they, are, they t- literally i think one of them slides across a cab at one point Mm-hmm. There's like a bunch of fucking extra. It's a very expensive looking number. And then. But there's just random people that get in on it. And, and I then was they like, cut to in the middle of the performance Jackal Johnson, Jackson. Johnson. Sitting at his thing and he's drinking a full glass of milk. And the guy <laughs> next to him goes, You really blew this one, Jackal. <laughs> got him, got him, I guess. And that's in the music video performance of that. They keep that dialogue in. And then. It cuts to the stage of the talent show to which Drink I know. Well, no, no, hang on. So they perform just in the street. I want to make that clear. With many With other clear, people. many other people. And then they go back to the auditorium and she's like, the winner of the talent show, the Cheetah Girls. And I said, they did not compete in this competition. They specifically withdrew from this competition. And, should and then she says, like, it's a no-brainer. No she's brainer. like, obviously. Just by unanimous decision. decision. And I was like, it's a vote? People vote on it? Who I've assumed it was Drinka. Uh, Whitney Houston decides. Uh, so they're like Cheetah Girls. And I would have loved a Whitney they Houston win that, They win that trophy. And then the ring ring bitch, the phone rings and it's Jackal Jackson looking for the Cheetah Girls. Johnson. And then they pass the phone around and they're like, tell him we're going to do it the Cheetah way or no way. And we are like wearing the spots of the... Mm-hmm. Cheetah-licious divas that came before us. There's a lot of this Cheetah talk that I cannot yeah, do. They, they, I, I, I haven't mentioned yet, but they were very clearly trying to make Cheetah-licious like, happen more than I it did. I said Cheetah-licious. I mean, yeah, it, it did. It had its moment. But um, also, Dorinda says, I'm not doing uh, gold medal crew, guys. I'm going to be with you. And I said, Dorinda should definitely mm-hmm. do gold medal crew. Not to be. I think she could a, use the money. It's just a tour over the summer. It's a summer it's, job. It's not a thing. They like, don't, you don't have any plans. You don't need to quit forever. You don't need to always turn down that money. Don't get that money. Get that dough. Get that dough, Rinda. Yeah, so then they're like, the, ch- and you can tell Jackal Johnson, the cheetah girls are unavailable. Slam the Nokia down. Yeah, also she ki- kisses Hearth letter. And um, then, yeah, the kisses Hearth letter. On the lips. Because uh, they're lips. old as fuck, yeah. Luke. Yeah, yeah. And everyone in this movie's a fucking adult. And then, as you can tell by the themes and the way they look, and then there's fireworks in the shape of the words the cheetah girls there well cgi fireworks yes and that's all she wrote that's all she wrote that's and it's, her story it's a tight first story tight hour god <laughs> it's a tight hour 30 of storytelling but my god is it a great ride i, I that was guys supremely enjoyable if you're looking supremely for something enjoyable. to touch down with in quarantine to make yourself smile i recommend this movie 
wholeheartedly. It's just like a, it's like comfort food. It's and like me and Luke mm. when this thing fucking turned off. You know what Disney Plus queued up next? The second one, and I was so close well, to wanting to be fair. That's also because. The second one is better, as I remember. Because I, I did think this movie had a few I'm not getting into that discourse yet. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. But yeah, that's the Cheetah Girls, everybody. It's pretty freaking fantastic. I honestly wish it was kind of... I feel like they've kind of fallen out of Disney Channel discourse in recent years. And I think they really this deserve... This movie should get more credit. I think had One World ended the trilogy stronger, I think it definitely would have We were saying that we better. always get like the High School Musical, Teen Beach, and like the Descendants as those big like trilogy movies. This- There's only two Teen I, Beaches, but yes. Whatever. This movie should get more credit. I do think it was kind of a trailblazer before High School Musical in the oh, way that- sure. In the way that this, the second one was the first D- DCOM I ever remember being like excited for. Like the premiere was a big deal of the second one. Well, I also think this was maybe one of the first ones they realized, oh, we can make a ton of money off They of made them mu- a real band. I mean, off of music sales and stuff like that. And so I, maybe, I don't know. was, no, they like they did make a ton of money. Well, they did, but I'm just saying, I, I feel like maybe there was one before. The I second I'm not one was like the most watched like decom ever. Until like, I School Musical Until Musical, yeah. So it was like the most, like, and I remember we had a viewing party. Remember we made the, I was babysitting those kids. Oh, we did we have had a viewing that, party. Yeah. It was like a big event television thing. And that was the first, that was before you, I, I remember going into, like maybe not this one but I like you go into school the next day and be like guys did you watch mm-hmm. it like uh, it's like water cooler talk for 7th graders yep it was the game of thrones <laughs> yeah um but yeah that's I mean there's what else is there to say but do you want to rate it I mean you know the rating 10 10 out of 10 10's across the board 10 spots out of 10 10 spots that's, out of 10 that's easy I will actually say Coming into this episode, I was like, I might be giving this one a nine. I feel like that would be weird for an anniversary episode, but it did have some problems. But just going over it now, like, it's just so delightful that the I just The takeaway is just so, it goes down so smooth. And like High School Musical, which we also gave Flat Tens had issues. We all know Gabrielle sucks. But like this one, it's just like, it draws you into the world, like where you are just along for the ride and so happy And about I it. enjoy watching these mm-hmm. people. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I don't enjoy Vanessa Hudgens on my screen in the High School Musical Sometimes? Franchise. Sometimes she's boring. Sometimes? These people are all dynamic, good actors. Yes. And parents included. Mm-hmm. All around. Good to watch. I think the worst performance is are the kids and uh, Hearth Letter, and that's it. That's all I got. Well, wait. What's, what are we watching next month? Oh, know. okay. So I just, I don't know. I just wanted to mix it up. I wanted to take us somewhere that we hadn't been in a while Uh and i feel like it's been a while since we've done an animated film oh i want to do tangled before ever after which is the tangled decom okay i mean i don't want to but like you don't like tangled i do like tangles but it's like basically the pilot to the tv show and i've heard the tv show is pretty good so i'm sure this is good but yeah, that came out recently, right? It came out. Of, I remember us. Twenty seventeen. I remember us covering it, like when it was coming out on the show. Twenty seventeen, and it, Rapunzel is like my favorite Disney princess. Okay. And yeah, that's, I, I, that's love a, Tangled's my favorite princess movie. That's a wild card pick for me. I would not expect you to go animation. Um, but yeah, we can talk about. It. Okay, cool. So that's our. Plan. I want to do something wild. Yeah, you definitely went wild on me. Um, all right, so we'll do that next month for September. 
Uh, Emma, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I'm at Emma Stone Tyler on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Wildfire underscore King on Twitter. You can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash Tyler. Thank you so much to everybody supporting me there. Also, you can find us on Twitter at Podcast. Give us a like. Give us a follow. We really appreciate seeing everybody talk about the show. Tweet, follow, becoming loyal comrades. Also, you should be rating and reviewing on iTunes. Rate and review us. Google Play Music. Tell it's our, us if we're Cheetalicious or not. It's our fifth anniversary, guys. Show us some of that Cheetalicious love. Also, you should check out AudioEntropy.com, all the great podcasts on there. Um, I think that's everything that we plug. Uh, I don't think there's anything else to say. But thank you guys so much for hanging around with us for five years doing this redonkulous show. Thank you so much for listening to my rambling for five <laughs> years. But Absolutely. it's been real fun. And they're showing no signs of stopping. But we'll see you in September, everybody. DCOMs forever. Bye. Round.